0: Hello and welcome back to the show, and Chance Ellison. And I'm Russell Howe. And this is a talk by Chance, where we come talk all things movies, television, news, sports, streaming, all that good stuff. And this is the first installment of our anniversary series 2022, in which we will go through various years and talk about movies celebrating birthdays this year. Uh, of course, course, we always start with 10, that's what we do. Uh, we look at movies that, were, that came out in the year 2012. It's kind of crazy that that was just 10 years ago.
1: Yeah, it seems like yesterday. It
0: seems like yesterday. Uh which you guys just loudly gave us looper. <laughs> uh yeah, which there's a whole whole lot to unpack with this one. But before that we have other things to talk about. First of which, uh playoffs. I'm so so happy we could get to record this before uh, Wild Card Weekend, which is which is this weekend coming up. Uh before we get into the actual games that happen, we got to get into some you know some uh you know, front office stuff. Because uh, we did have some firings. First of all, Mike Mayhawk, uh, GM of the Raiders for the past three seasons, has been fired. Which, if you ask me, is a really good move because the dude, just, like, he's just like not been great.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, you could see the writings on the wall. Uh, that organization's been in completely disarray for a while, so kind of makes sense.
0: Cleaning house. Nowhere when I had uh interim head coach from last season, Rich Pisaccio coming back. The Raiders players, interestingly enough, the Raiders players want him to come back.
2: Yeah. I mean, and they played well with him. I mean, they, they did, you know, once John Gruden was fired or, you know, from the team, uh, I mean, they, they could have packed up the season like most organizations or most franchises do. And he just kind of, you know, led them to the playoffs.
0: Yeah. The, the, yeah. Uh, they very clearly like like playing for the dude. And I don't know. Do you, do you think Rich Passaccia ends up getting the full time job next season?
2: I mean I I would absolutely offer it to him. I mean he you know you have a good rapport with the guys already, yeah, you know I mean, what I mean? the
0: players are like, like loudly advocating for him. So Yeah, so. I mean, yeah, like let's let's see what he let's see what we can do for a full season. We'll see and see you know, what what new GM the uh the Raiders am getting. Uh the Giants did just hire a new GM. Let me just see who this was cuz I that's that that's the that's one I actually forgot to Forgot to grab ahead of time. Yes, uh, Joe, uh, who was who, who was previously working with the Bills, big into like rebuilding that team, has now the G, is now the GM of the Giants, uh, which is I think a I think a really smart move on their part, just because like you look at what he did with Buffalo, turning yeah. that into, like you know the Buffalo was like they were never like awful, but they were never like you know a powerhouse team. They're a powerhouse team now, and a yeah. lot of that is due to this guy.
2: Yeah, it makes sense. That they uh, get him and yeah, you know, pressure's on in a big city like New York that expects winning teams, especially the Giants franchise. You know, so it'll be interesting to see what he can do.
0: It'll be interesting to see who he gets as a head coach. And speaking yeah. of head coach, uh, the firings have not stopped. As the Texans had decided to part ways with uh, David Culley after after one season, which is really fucked up.
2: Yeah, I mean, he had nothing to work with.
0: Yeah, like the, the dude, the dude had like literally like, nothing. Like, what, what, what did you expect the dude to do? Yeah, but I mean,
2: he, you didn't even have your quarterback because of that whole, uh, you know, that whole entire, yeah. but cl- cloud over him.
0: I'm like, I'm like, am first hearing this. I'm like, okay, this, this this is kind of ridiculous, but whatever. But it's kind of ridiculous. It Sucks for David Kelly, but here's here's and okay, Grant, this still sucks for David Kelly because he seems, he seems like a good dude. The fact that he the fact that they didn't go 0 17, I think, is impressive on its own.
2: <laughs> yeah, especially with that team. I mean, that team was completely especially with that like team. really bad. But really bad.
0: I, what I think, like, because like, hire firing a head coach after a first season, unless you're Ever Meyer, in which case you're a fucking, a fucking massive disgrace. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's not common. So my my thinking here is that they're eyeing up somebody to take over the job, who's maybe better than David Culley. Yeah. And like my my first instinct, i like, oh crap! Are they gonna are they gonna hire Brian Flores?
2: Well, I mean, that could be a p- potential, yeah.
0: Which again, Brian Flores was a big proponent of like the Deshaun Watson trade to Miami that never ended up happening, which is yeah. I think, a lot of speculation is like that's that's kind of what drove him out. So I think they're I think they're trying. I, okay, and I'm not speaking as someone who knows this, but I just look, speculation. What I think they're doing is that they're trying to get this dude trying to get Brian Flores to get Deshaun to stay. He's like, "Okay, fine. You got B Flo. I'll stay. I'll play for you." Yeah, I mean,
2: it, and I mean, he's pretty much like the, uh, you know, top of the line coach. I mean, you figure, you know, he had a what uh, a winning record and still twice. lost his job twice. Yeah, it's cr- completely crazy.
0: Yeah, but either way, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. But back, to, but not for the actual sports of it all. Uh, Wildcard weekend is coming, gone. Some of the games went. First of all, I think I won our predictions.
2: No, I was four huh? zero.
0: No, you bull, fucking shit. No,
2: you weren't on predictions. Absolutely, I you, took. I took Cincinnati. You, Are you talking about? You, yeah, I took you, the Niners. You took the Patriots. Took,
0: oh, okay. I went three and one. Okay,
2: never mind. My bad.
0: And there's all there's all, there's also six games, so four and zero doesn't make any sense.
2: Oh wait a minute! I thought we were talking.
0: oh, wait a minute. Uh, Okay, yeah, go ahead and run through this. Yeah, I. So I yeah. okay. A lot of games, lines you expect, I mean, the, the Bengals did, first of all, Bengals, congratulations, ending a 31-year playoff drought, a drought that is older than most of the players on the team right now. Yeah. It was this close. The Raiders were nearly in it, but an untimely interception by Derek Carr ultimately sealed the game at the end. Uh, so, congrats, congrats, the Bengals. Uh, the Bills just, they didn't just beat the Patriots. They Im- them. Yeah, I was super surprised. I I took the pass
2: obviously on this one I, I completely forgot there was so many different uh games with it. You know what it got it was that stupid Monday night. Um uh, yeah. yeah, they just completely dismantled them. I uh, I was not um I thought the game was going to be a lot closer. Like, I didn't like, you, I expect you, you, it to you be want, a blowout. You want a
0: rundown of every build, of offensive drive. Here it is. Touchdown, 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 touchdown. Touchdown. Need end the game. Yeah. They did not end a single drive without a touchdown.
1: It's completely
0: crazy. Now, granted, like they, they, the Patriots' defense was like straight up exposed. I don't expect them to have the same result next week, which we'll talk about in a second. But either way, like the Bills have asserted themselves, like, hey, we're the older brother now. <laughs> you, you can't bully us anymore, Bill.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, completely crazy. I did not expect that.
0: Yeah, uh, Eagles versus Bucks won about as well as you expected uh yeah. Steelers versus Chiefs, won about as well as you expected we i'm gonna say i'm gonna save your game for last because i have a lot to say about that one <laughs> looking to looking to monday skipping ahead to monday real quick the rams versus the cardinals the rams holy shit and the yeah. cardinals holy
2: shit yeah uh it wasn't a surprise. I, I mean, I, I kind of I mean, I called the. You know, I think we both, no, we called, both the called the Rams. The Rams.
0: One. I didn't think it'd be this lopsided.
2: I mean, they just played flat. I mean, they you know they just couldn't do anything on the you know the defense of uh, LA came to play and uh, LA made the the plays when they needed to. Yeah, you no,
0: know? no. Like the saying the saying LA came to play and Arizona didn't is another statement. Arizona had eight straight drives that ended with either a punt or a turnover.
2: Yeah, I mean that'll I mean that'll kill you and, regardless. And
0: no first downs. Again, that'll kill you. Yeah, like, yeah that that's that's a that's a backbreaker for uh, sure. Kyler Murray looked like looked like absolute shit, and that, that, that's a big problem with Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury led teams. They start off really great, and then they just finish poorly, extremely poorly.
2: Nobody remembers what you do in the season. It matters what you do in the playoffs. Uh you know, all you have to do is get in, and then it's uh, it's anybody's uh, anybody's season from there. You know.
0: Yeah, I think this is going. To, yeah, uh, I think this really should inspire the Cardinals to like, fix fix that line.
2: Oh, for sure. It's yeah, and I mean, changes. and losing your one of your be- better receivers too, in Hopkins. I mean, I, that, that's yeah. gonna kill you too. Yeah,
0: but we have to we do have to give a big, a big, you know, big round of applause, Matt Stafford, after 13 years in the yeah. NFL. Has finally won a playoff game. Yeah,
2: uh, always a a uh, good player. I uh, just always rooted for him to Detroit. So uh, yeah, it was nice nice to see him get a uh, W for the first time in the
0: playoffs. Amazing what can happen with Matt Stafford when you give him a good a good coach a run the defense and a run game. Yeah. Uh, now, but the the game of the whole playoff season of the whole <laughs> playoff weekend, whole wildcard weekend, was your boys. Oh yeah. versus the Cowboys. The only road
2: uh, the road team with a victory. The only
0: road team to win their game this weekend. Yeah. But like here is here, here, but here's what I'll say. Here's why. Because at the beginning of this game, the Niners were stomping Dallas. Oh yeah, I mean and I, you know,
2: the, that was the 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 game plan and I think uh uh, you know, Kyle Shanahan gets too yeah. content and I don't like that.
0: Going into the fourth, you were up twenty-three to seven. Yeah. But you said it yourself. This is Shanahan. No, I mean, is, he just he, he likes to bring, yeah.
2: <laughs> He likes to bring in the teams
0: closer, yeah. In the for, in the fourth quarter, the Jimmy G Jimmy G and Shanahan tried their dandest to give the game away. Yeah. The off the offense stalled while Dallas while Dallas's offense came back.
2: Yeah, but uh, I mean kudos to I mean Niners defense made some stops when they needed to, so
0: They did. Yeah. But the most interesting thing about this game came in the final minutes. You yeah. failed to you failed to convert on third down, I believe. Yeah, third down. You put it yeah. away. Dallas had Dallas had I think like, I think at the point like thirty five seconds to drive the length of the field.
2: Yeah, with no timeouts.
0: With no timeouts. And they were doing it. They were doing fairly well. But here's where the genius comes. 14 seconds left on the clock. The, the 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 Cowboys decide to run a QB draw up the middle of the field. 14 seconds left on the clock with no timeouts.
2: Yeah, I mean that's you know that's a huge no-no. Um, obviously, it's gonna. Yeah, I mean, when you run a play like that, I mean, you have to be really, really precise of what the hell you're gonna do after because you know you're gonna either extinguish the clock or damn near extinguish it. In that situation, you know, you extinguish the clock with uh, with a with a call like that. It's 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 really head scratching. But um, you know, I'm glad uh, they didn't have enough time to call off another play because I mean, they were definitely uh, the momentum was swinging.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like then, it's, it's just the. I, I'm sorry. The the call is so stupid. I just had to comprehend it. First of all, like, you should have Dak should have gone down way earlier.
1: That's
2: one. yeah. I mean, I, I get it. In that situation, you want to get as many yards as you can. Two
0: um, Cowboys fans are pissed off because the ref because the ref came came in to you know actually like do his job. Thing is, the ref has to set the ball. That's just a yeah, rule. You-
2: yeah, you can't. I mean, they just can't just give you the ball to. Yeah, it has to set and then they go. The, the ump, and, I mean, the, it's, ump,
0: the ump has to touch the ball or else it's a no play 10-second ten second runoff.
2: Yeah. So I mean, I mean, they really have nobody to blame but themselves.
0: Yeah, they re- they really don't. And I just think, I, it's, it it goes beyond that. I want to talk about this because because I because I hate this team. I really do. And I hate, yeah. I hate their fan base because their fan base is so good at playing the victim complex, which you've seen after this weekend, people claiming ref ball. Keep in mind, the Cowboys, most penalized team in the entire regular season. Yeah. And they tied a record for most penalties in a single game. 14 penalties given up for over almost 90 yards. Most of them yeah. being pre-snap.
2: Yeah, so again, they kind of shot themselves in the foot. Um, they really did. I mean, we we've been saying it all year. I just I, I said they're gonna lose the first first round of the playoffs, that's the first all, you know, first they game they play. Year.
0: That's what they do every year.
2: I mean, they choke, and um, you know, no, I'm glad that, that uh, my team got them the first round. So yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm
0: gonna drop some stats on you. Cowboys playoff wins in the last 25 seasons: three. Here, here are people who have. More, here are people and organizations who have more wins the more, than the Cowboys in the last twenty-five years. Colin Kaepernick, Mark Sanchez,
1: Jake Delo, yeah,
0: Garopp- I mean Garoppolo, yeah, but I mean, that, that yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm.
2: just saying the, Jackson, the oh, Jacksonville Jaguars that, yeah. as an
0: organization. Yep. Yeah, they now had the longest streak. The longest streak. Of going of no and of no conference championship in the NFL.
2: I mean, I don't feel bad. I, I, I hate the Cowboys. So, I don't either. I
0: don't, uh, I do, I do it, not feel keep, keep it rolling. I do not feel the least bit bad for this
1: team.
2: No, I don't. Um, never liked them, so I, yeah,
0: yeah. So, uh, the Cowboys are done. I feel like this was, I feel like this is their window because they're about to lose a lot of people next season. Like <laughs> I think, like Van der Esch is gone. Dal- Dalton Schultz is going to be a free agent. Michael Gallup's yeah. gone.
2: They're not going to have enough money to get all the keep all those people, especially with the money they paid out with Zeke and uh, Dex uh, uh, contracts. uh going to be hard. Out. I
0: think this, I think this still a Jalen's spent a ton of money too.
2: Yeah, so I mean they're definitely uh, they're definitely going to be hurting. But
0: again, I don't feel bad. So I don't, I don't either. But, all right, but moving on, divisional round weekend. Saturday, first match of the day, we got the Bengals versus the number one seed in the AFC, the Titans. Keep in mind, the Titans did set a record this past season for most dressed players in a season. Yeah. But I do think it's going to pay off because they are getting some much-needed reinforcements in the postseason. Mainly, the return of the king, Derrick Henry. Has been officially activated for Saturday's game.
2: You just don't know what you're going to get, though, man. I don't. Uh, I I just don't know.
0: But you, I mean, the Bengals team is pr- is pretty battered.
2: Oh yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. A, a, a good a good chunk of their linebacker core isn't playing. Their O line isn't great. I feel I feel like Tennessee's. I don't think it's going to be easy, but I feel like Tennessee's going to take this one.
2: Yeah, I'm probably going to concede my earlier pick of uh, Cincinnati with the uh, injuries. I think that really is going to do a little bit of damage. You're going to see that. Um, I think it's going to be a closer game, kind of what you said. And, uh, I think Tennessee ekes it out. Again, you just don't know what you're going to get with Derrick Henry. Is he going to be a difference maker or not? You know what I mean? The
0: Bengals' drum is also is also it's, it's not that great.
2: It's really not that the, great. The defense isn't great now, so... Uh, I don't know. Just again, it just depends on what we get and with. Plus, uh, like
0: them being them being a number one C or having a bye week first off, I, I think that's, I think that's pretty works well in their favor that way. Like you know, he had, he had even more time to heal up.
2: Yeah, it, it does. I mean, I, I'm I'm kind of anxiously kind of what uh, how that transfers to uh, play playing, but I mean, I mean, it's when you get a you know a player like of that caliber to come back. I mean, it's obviously huge. Uh,
0: Saturday nights. Your boys, the Niners, taking on the number one seed in the NFC, the Green Bay Packers. Yep. I mean, I know where you're going. (laughs) I mean, if uh,
2: history uh, repeats itself in the playoffs the last couple times, uh, I'm going to go with my boys. Um I think they're they're getting hot at the right time. Uh, you know, Bosa got activated. He's gonna play. Warner's coming back. Uh, you know, I think um, because
0: he did escape justice by not getting charged for urinating public. Oh, who? Uh, Fred oh, Warner? No, Nick Bosa. <laughs> did you, oh, did Nick Bosa. No, yeah. no. What happened? So they <laughs> they're practicing on they're they practicing on a high like on a high school fields. Yeah. And Nick, Nick Bosa really had to take a piss. So he yeah. like did it out in the open. Thing is, there were like children down the block. Oh, so he ended, up get, he ended up getting arrested.
2: Really, I, I did not know that. Wow, that's crazy. But um, you know, I expect um, it's going to be a hard-fought game. Uh, definitely with the uh, ailments of the weather, um, uh, that could swing Green Bay's way. Um, I think if we set the tone with running, and um, you know, Debo has a big game. I think Kittle's going to make up some, make some. Uh, Big catches, you know. We got Ayuk, the you know three-headed monster in the receiving core. Depends on what we get with Eli Mitchell. I think it's gonna be a close game, but uh, got my uh, my squad coming out.
0: Uh, uh, I'm glad you're riding or dying with your team. <laughs> that being said, I'm going with Green Bay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not right. because I don't like the Niners. Because the, here's here's why. One, here we go. You're coming into a healthier Packers team than we've seen probably all season. You only have okay. like three people who are who are out of the game.
2: Yeah, I mean, but I think from the the matchup you told me earlier at the beginning of the year, I totally even forgot about that. The different dynamic in, in uh, San Francisco now with the football team, I think they're. I don't know. I think they've they've caught stride at the right time. Yeah. Um, it should be. An, I, I think I it's going to be a really close game. It, I also be fun.
0: think that Jimmy G's consistency is. I don't think it's been there. And I think if he does that against Green Bay, it's going to sink him this time. <laughs>
2: I don't know. I again, I'm you know I'm an advocate of Jimmy G. Uh, I just think that you know he, when 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 it when it's needed he 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 gets it done. Like he makes the plays. I know, you know there were a little bit of you know head scratchers against Dallas there in the fourth quarter, but I do think that overall his his play is well. Um, I think he does enough. I mean, I mean you're asking who's a better quarterback. I'm obviously going to say Rodgers, but I I think he is going to do enough. I think to get the to get the team to win. If not. Um, I think that the other guy, other playmakers on offense, are going to be able to pick up what he doesn't, so to speak. I guess.
0: Now I will say, not having Jair Alexander most likely is a, is a good sign for your team. Uh, is a good sign for the Niners in terms of in terms of coverage of you know superstar like D, like Devo and George Kittle. But I, I think I think it's going to be Green Bay. We shall see. Uh, going on to Sunday. Two games I'm very much looking forward to. First one is the Rams versus the Buccaneers. Yeah, should be a good one. Yeah, so going to me first. I think if I I'm going Rams for a lot of reasons. One, I think that they're fired up because of the win. Two, I think the I think the Tampa team, especially especially the O line, not great. Like tr- like Tristan like Tristan worse and Ryan Jensen being out, not a good sign. Yeah. Especially if you want to get any kind of running game any kind of pass protection, which I know Brady gets the ball up pretty quickly, so it's not gonna, might not be a factor. But you still have a pretty stout defense behind that. Yeah. Uh, last again, Sean McVay has beaten this team the last two times he's played him.
2: Yeah, but I mean, you got to look at the playoffs and who the quarterback is. No, I, I just I know
0: I know, I know. but look like, at thing, and I think that yeah. if the Rams play to what if, if the Rams play to their full ability, I think yeah. they t- I think they take this no no problem. Oh yeah, if absolutely. If we get Detroit Matt, if we get Gunslinger Matt, he's good. If we get Detroit Matt Stafford, yeah, this could this could get ugly. But I'm yeah, not going L.A.
2: I'm gonna go with uh, Mr. Brady and uh, crew. Um, I, I wouldn't mind if they did lose because then I would have. Then I, I would. I mean, I'm gonna root against Brady either way. If the, well, if the Niners would win and we play Tampa Bay. I know a lot of people were like, "Oh, is that?" Yeah, it's like, "Yeah, my allegiance is to the Niners." I, I love, I'm a huge Brady fan, but um, takes a backseat to my football team. Uh, uh, I, I would like to see Tampa Bay win. Um, if, the Rams, I guess if the Rams win, I'll be happy because then we don't have to go through Tampa Bay to get to the uh, Super Bowl. So, uh, but that being said, though, I, I do think Tampa Bay is going to eke this one out. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's it's going to be a really fun, fun like how you said it's going to be fun game to watch, so. But uh, I have Tampa Bay, I think he's going to go to old reliable. I think you're going to see uh, a big game from Gronk.
0: I mean, we'll, we'll, def- we'll definitely see about that, but I mean, you get, you got a lot of weapons in coverage, mainly, I think Jalen Ramsey going to be able to, like, and that's another thing, like, they're significantly out of weapons in, in Tampa Bay. Granted, you're getting, oh, yeah. you're getting Leonard Fournette back, but Chris Godwin's, go- Chris oh. Godwin's gone. is a God fucking idiot. Yeah. And so, I mean you got Mike Evans, Scotty Miller and Gronk and a couple tight ends. Like that's not that's not a really great receiving core compared to the Rams when you got, you know, Cooper Cup and Odell Jr., who's having like a real resurgence in LA.
2: Yeah, I mean, but you know, he, he made Wes acres. Walker a, a household name, so I don't know. I you just gotta you gotta trust in the in the goat, you know?
0: I mean you trust it in Belichick and look how that look how that worked up. <laughs> yeah, I
2: mean it got him Got him six rings. I mean, what are you going to do?
0: We'll see. Uh, And last game, Sunday night, or rather Sunday afternoon, the Bills versus the Chiefs. Rematch of the AFC championship game from last season. Yep. Where are you going on this one?
2: I'm going to go uh, Kansas City. I just think they, uh, they're they playing really hot right now. They're a hot team to play with. Uh, Buffalo's been fun to watch. Uh, I mean, you know, especially with you know their surprising blowout of the Patriots, I just think that uh, Kansas City's hitting stride at the right time, too, kind of like San Francisco. Uh, I'm going to go Kansas City. I think it's going to be a fun game back and forth. I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any means. I think it's going to be real close, but I think it's going to go Kansas City's way, especially Arrowhead. I mean, it doesn't really matter because the ailments are the same. Um, but I'm gonna go Kansas City.
0: Who'd you pick for the first game, to uh, Cincinnati or Tennessee?
2: I took Tennessee.
0: Okay, I want to see where we're gonna be different on all of these because I'm going Buffalo.
2: Okay, and then we were different on the uh, obviously the Niners Green yeah. Bay game.
0: Yeah, so here's here's my thing behind behind um, here's my reasoning behind Buffalo over Kansas City. Okay, uh, I think Buffalo looked of the winning teams looked the hottest. Of oh, game. I mean, yeah. Uh, I think now, this is gonna this is gonna be a shootout. It's gonna come down to the defense. Now Buffalo's at a disadvantage because Trey White, who is one of the best corners in the NFL right now, is not gonna be playing. But there's it's gonna be a problem coming stopping like Tyree Hill and Travis Kelsey. But I, I still think Kansas, Kansas City's defense is worse. I think Buffalo has a better chance. Buffalo's defense has a better chance to stop Kansas City, than Kansas City stop Buffalo. I think if Buffalo, you know. You know, commits the run game a little more. Doesn't rely so much on Josh Allen. Keeps more balanced offense, and they can you know get a few stops in Kansas City. I think they're going to take. Them. I think they're going to take it. Yeah, I mean, should be interesting. I I, I just think the
2: uh, the home field advantage is going to come into play here for this one. Um, I, I I still think it's going to be a really close game. Can go either way. All
0: right, but yeah, that's going to do it for uh, for uh, our football predictions. And moving on to our next segment, which is trailer talk. Get got a. Uh, Got a couple things to talk about. First of which is the trailer for... One actually we actually missed last week. Uh, this is the trailer for X. Uh, X is an upcoming movie, I believe, from A24, if I'm not mistaken. You are correct. I think I saw I that I logo on there. Yeah, okay, I was right. Uh, so this is a, this is a, movie, a movie that starts... Uh, the trailer starts off way different than you think it's going to go. Uh, because it's, it's about a film crew who goes as far as in Texas to shoot an adult film... And their their host is a reclusive reclusive elderly couple. And they take an to in their young guest and then things just start happening. <laughs> uh has a cast that features uh Mia Go- Mia Goth, Kid Cuddy, Jenna Ortega, who was in Scream recently, which was where I saw the trailer for the first time. Uh Brittany Snow. I'm fairly positive I saw Julian McMahon. Maybe I'm wrong. Um but yeah, uh Russell, what do you think of the trailer for maybe that wasn't Julian. Maybe that wasn't Julian McMahon. Maybe it's just someone who looks exact looks incredibly <laughs> like him. Um but Russell, what do you think of the trailer for X? Um I'm
2: down. I, I like it. Um it had Texas Chainsaw vibes at the beginning there. It did. Uh, um I, I like it though. It, it's like Texas Chainsaw meets The Visit.
0: Yeah, a little bit a little bit, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm down. I I can dig it. Uh, update that was not Julian McMahon just someone who like I said looks a lot like him <laughs> uh, but yeah uh, again, like I said, we're, we're both big fans of A24 uh, yeah. I haven't seen a lot of this dude's uh, films I mean I did I did see VHS which he directed a, se- a segment of uh, which I d- and, I do, and I do like that movie um, but yeah no I do think that this looks really, I think it's really cool really interesting and I do I do actually really want to see it yeah. I, I remember I saw the trailer in front of the screen I'm like
1: yeah, Yeah, uh, that's this, like, it just has that
0: yeah. hell yeah to it. For a uh, March 18th, 2022 release. Uh, next show we're talking about is for The Sky Is Everywhere. Another A24 film. This one actually not going to theater. This one going to Apple TV Plus, part of their deal. Um, this is basically about a woman who is coming to grips with the death of her sister. A young woman who's coming to grips with the death of her sister uh, as she finds herself in a love triangle because of course between her sister's ex-boyfriend, ex-boy- which shit, and yeah. a new student at her school, uh, has a cast that features uh, Grace Kaufman, uh, Jason Siegel, Cherry Jones, and that's that's that's, that's about it. Uh, Russell, what do you think the trailer for *The Sky Is Everywhere*?
2: Sure, I mean a twenty-four. I'll give it a chance. Um, interesting. I, I just I think it's so interesting when the uh, Potential like couple like was like she, yeah that was like her sister's love or whatever. It's like kind of weird, you know. I don't know how that goes, but I don't know. Sure, why not?
0: Actually, looks it it quite interesting. And I like my first like heard it is like okay great another another YA movie. We're doing this again, and then like you know we're <laughs> behind it. I'll I'll give it a chance because they they usually do something pretty interesting. And yeah, what we're doing is at least like visually interesting here because I do like a lot like a lot of like the like the visual camera tricks they're doing in this cuz we're you know, yeah. like drawing to life and the like, you know, like They play with camera angles and play with like mood and tone. I, th- I think it looks fascinating. And yeah. if you like Jason Siegel as an actor? Hell, one of the best performances is in an A24 movie, uh The End of the Tour, which is actually fantastic. Uh so yeah, I'm, I'm actually really really interested in seeing this. It's set for a release on February 14th, 2022. There you go, Valentine's Day.
2: Boom. There we have. Let's there we have it. it.
0: And last trailer we're talking about is for Moon Knight. Moon Knight is, I guess, the next up, the uh, next slated Marvel Cinematic Universe TV show. Uh, This is a show based on... I'm just going to go on a limb, Russell. Say you don't know anything about this character. That would be pretty accurate. Yeah, okay. So Moon Knight is a character in the comics. Mark Spector He's a mercenary. He uh, he has DID, dissociative identity disorder. So he's just... He's a little bit schizophrenic. He does. It, he does, He keeps switching up between personalities, and he, he basically becomes uh, possessed by the uh, by an Egyptian god who grants him multiple identities and grants him like mystical moon-based powers. Uh, Oscar Isaac is starring as the titular character of, of Moon Knight. Uh, also, feature, also has a cast featuring Ethan Hawke, and that's all enough for now. Uh, Ethan will the villain in this, and uh, also features uh, the sadly recently uh, late uh, Gaspard Ulliel, who you may not recognize his name, but he was, the g- he was the guy who played Hannibal in Hannibal Rising. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he actually just recently passed away.
2: Crazy. A lot of people gone.
0: Yeah, uh, passed away in a skiing accident, but he was able to shoot all the scenes for this before uh, he was ultimately an uh, unti- uh, untimely death. Uh, but Russell, you know as someone who doesn't know anything about Moon Knight. Uh, what do you think of this trailer?
2: I mean, I liked it. It's definitely got different vibes to it. Um, not like every other, you know, Marvel superhero character. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm down from what I saw. I mean, again, it was a brief trailer, teaser trailer, or whatever. But uh, yeah, it looks it looks good.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I think I think this looks really I think this looks really sweet. To someone who like yeah, Moon Knight is like one of those characters who I was I was always fascinated by because. You know, it, just, it felt like it was like underground thing. Like people like just don't. Well, make sure my like they, yeah. Someone like who's Superman? Oh, I, I know that guy. Who's Batman? I know that guy. Who's okay, tell me about tell me about Moon Knight? Who?
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: they're
0: like what? But he's actually quite it's actually quite interesting. his comic stories are actually like re, are really fun and really you know kind of like crazy mind bending like this. And I I think it's like a really good role, like a really good actor's role. Like I I you can see why someone of Oscarized caliber would want to do something like this. Something oh, yeah, I mean, really, he's a fantastic really, actor, so oh, it absolutely. makes sense. And, and this is something that would really push him. It's not like your typical blockbuster filmmaking, blockbuster block superhero acting role. It's something that would really yeah. push him, really, like, you know, like, stretch his range. So I do understand why he would choose to do something like this. Um, and, yeah, no, I think that this looks fantastic. I love seeing Ethan Hawke in the MCU because he's one of my favorite actors. And, yeah, this is set for, like I said, this is going to be the next MCU show up because it'll be premiering. Uh, in uh, march 30th of 2022 six episodes dropping weekly and that's gonna do it for our trailer talk Yeah, know not, 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 not a lot to talk about today but we now move on to our notorious news section of the show uh starting off with people are just dropping in 2022
2: yeah. and is sad tidings are just the the tidings are just every week man
0: tidings are every week uh yeah, we lost uh, two uh, heavy hitters today. Actually, yeah, two in one day. Uh, one was earlier. Uh, um, singer, actor, songwriter Meatloaf passed away. Uh, who I
2: just ha- who I just saw um, when the last uh, Comic Con that we went to oh, in shit.
0: Pittsburgh.
2: He was there, and they actually had him back. They had him coming back, slated for uh, April this next the next one that they're gonna do
1: oh, damn. so yeah
2: it was kind of kind of crazy but I just happened to see like his uh, booth and I seen like him taking pictures with fans and stuff like that it's kind of crazy that like yeah gone yeah it's really really crazy
0: yeah it's kind of crazy to see like this look at his career and how that how that transpired I uh, going from you know being a, being a rock star <laughs> then you know trying like being a rock star fading out reinvigorating his own career and then, like doing movies, you know, uh, fucking Rocky Road Picture Show, which he's excellent in, uh, fucking Fight Club, which is he's great.
2: Fantastic, yeah. yeah. I even ordered uh, Black
0: Dog. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but man, Love was you was just you such a character, man, and I'm, I'm I'm really gonna miss that dude. Yeah,
2: and I I mean I guilty guilty pleasure love the songs. Um, there was actually once I think when Beck was pregnant with Ella. Um, I had a picture of my phone playing Meatloaf while I was eating Meatloaf. Hmm. Um, I just thought that was I always wanted to do that. Um but yeah, it's it's really sad. Um and he didn't even really seem that old when he was in his seventies, it's was really crazy. He
0: was. Uh also passing away today, uh comedian actor Louie Anderson yep. passed away. This one this one was this one was just like again, came out both of these just came out of nowhere. Uh, yeah Louis Anderson, a guy who was working since the mid-'80s, uh, was again, someone who also had like an, an up-and- down career. He was, you know, he was huge, then you know, he kind of pitted off, then he kind of brought himself back, won an Emmy. won an Emmy in 2016 recently, uh, pretty, yeah. pretty, fairly recently, uh, for his yeah. role on baskets, which is he's, which he's fantastic and. Uh, his, his, his stand-ups were just absolutely hilarious. I, mean, I, I think that's funny. What that's one we're going to know him most for, just his, his, his stand-up work. And his animated
2: he did a lot of voices.
0: He too. did. Yeah, he had his uh, whole uh, cartoon life with Louie.
2: Yeah, um yeah, funny comedian and apparently he uh, was uh, having cancer. Uh, he he was going through cancer, a battle of cancer, I guess.
0: Yeah, which is which is wild. I mean,
2: which is really crazy cuz
0: he seems so young. He did. Yeah, uh, Edward's uh, age of 68, which was Yeah. Uh, a, r- a, r- a real shame because Yeah, uh, I mean, it's just you know like people, people like this, you you kind of you can kind of take for granted at points, you know. Yeah, you, know, like, you, you know, you just take like you know, someone like, oh yeah, I enjoy that guy, but then like when they're gone, you're just like, oh damn, that's that, that's that's much sadder than I would than I would have would have anticipated.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's just us as, as like as human as, as as twisted and crazy as that sounds. Like even just with like family members and stuff like that, you're just always going to bank that they're there. You know what I mean? And then when yeah, they're not yeah, there, is yeah. when you you feel that void. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, it's really crazy that we. Uh, you know, I, th- I think we seem to appreciate them more when they're gone, which is really crazy. Um, even looking at the iTunes, uh, the top uh, five songs are Meatloaf. The couple top albums are all Meatloaf. It's like where was the love when he was alive? You know what I mean? It's crazy um, that we, we we're like that. Um, but you know, needless to say, though, two uh, two people taken too soon, and it's just it's really tragic that uh, we're losing people like this in 2022.
0: Absolutely, this has shades of 2016.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, but yeah, no, uh, Lou, Louis Anderson, we salute you, sir. Rest easy. And that's gonna do it for our, you know, uh, that's that's our sad tidings. Now, now we actually gonna start having, having fun again. Let's have some, yeah, let's have fun. We're gonna go to up. <laughs> we're gonna go, gonna go up a few levels. Uh, yeah,
2: we're gonna we're kick it up a little
0: bit. First, starting of, starting off with a, you know, something that you're actually one of your, one of your favorite subjects on the planet. You know, you know, I'm going, you know, I'm going oh, Disney live action remakes. It's never going to stop. It's never going to stop because they're, now there's like that. Now they're just doing things that like just make no sense live action because they've recently announced that the next one to get the live action treatment is going to be the Aristocats.
2: Like why? Like, I, I can't see that clamoring with a big, huge fan base.
0: Yeah, in case well, for for a lot of reasons. In case you didn't know, the Aristocats is a I want to say seventies era Disney movie. I'm I'm, I'm double checking on this. Uh, Yeah, no seventies. Seventies, okay. Seventy even. So I was right. Okay, I was just Uh, which okay. (laughs) Get this. It's it's about an old woman who, in her will, leaves everything to her cats. And so, the I just, but, I can't. and so the butler, <laughs> the butler plots to have the cats murdered, and the cats just uh, like go off on their own adventure trying to get back home. Basically, basically like a pro, like a proto homeward bound. Yeah, but like you know, like they're these like uppity like high society cats. Now they're, they're just like the you know the cat underbelly with uh, mm-hmm. the, the with the homeboy Michael O'Malley. This is this movie like I watched like an unnatural amount as a kid, and then I looking back, I don't know why. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know I never I never got into it I never even watched it I, I mean I obviously know the premise I just, it's just it's was also, one of those ones that just didn't look appeasing those, at all. It's
0: one of those Disney movies that like has a reputation now for being super racist. the whole movie's not that way, but there is one scene with a Siamese cat which if you haven't seen it for love of God <laughs> look it up. Oh boy uh, yeah so again this is one that to me makes a little like it makes much sense of like Bambi in live action. Or
2: like Lady and the Tramp, same shit. I mean, which which we obviously well, was like, the Lady Disney the Tra- Plus.
0: Tra- Lady and the Tramp at least had like main human characters.
2: Yeah, but I mean, it, it still, I mean, relies obviously on the animals it's too. He- though, you know heavy, what I mean?
0: It's heavy animal. It's, I think this one's heavier animal. If I if I, was oh, the yeah. I would say so, yeah, um, yeah. yeah uh, I think this is an odd choice to do, but it, it's the, going to Plus, so yeah. this
2: yeah. is a this is a skip it if uh, you <laughs> have to go see it.
0: I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna make that homework I'm gonna make that our, our next uh one of our episodes
2: are they gonna have the uh the the butthole version of this of this one too like in the other cats
0: uh, <laughs> the, that, that <laughs>
2: cat. the the infamous uh
0: butthole debate yeah uh, uh, please, please no and and, and no cats is c g i
2: <laughs> yeah please don't like uh uh
0: but something something, something, a little, something a little more positive let's talk about scream. I can or I can f- dig it or five cream as, as I like to call it because that's what should be called or, or five cream, <laughs> five cream, uh, yeah. So uh, Scream came out last uh, last weekend as of course this end, did fairly well for itself. Yeah. Uh, op- uh, opened to a grand total of $39 op- uh, um, thirty nine million opening weekend. Uh, it was the first film to unseed. Spider-Man No Way Home is the number one movie at the box office which kind of to be expected once because that's just more of a not a 10 movie but, you know, people would rather go see this than Spider-Man for the next week.
2: Spider-Man I think everybody who saw Spider-Man is
0: the thing. Yes, but <laughs> no, either But either way the movie, movie, movie's still doing well. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, Scream uh, did did well. Uh, it's currently huh. sitting at a grand total of $56.9 million. because a $24 million budget so it's basically made its money back. Uh... Now, do you think this is going to lead to more installments in the Scream franchise? How did you like this, the Scream? First of all,
2: this one. Okay, and I, I've seen a lot of people reviewing it as the best sequel. It's not. No, um, I, I really wish we could stop that. I don't. Even I still like. I honestly don't even think it's the second best sequel. I don't either. I still, I still have my okay. rankings. If I could rank them, it would be one, two. I would go four, and then I would put five, and then I would go three.
0: That's my exact same ranking. And and
2: then I'm gonna I'm gonna die on that hill well at least we could die on that together um i thought scream 2 was way better yeah um i did appreciate the um the nostalgic vibes uh especially the red right hand they play that song too fantastic a call back to the uh, song that was in the 1996 film but um you know i just i enjoyed it fine um
0: like it's not it's not a bad movie
2: um, I, I could see where they were going with uh, with you know uh, your one big kill. I could see where, where that was going. I kind of figured that that was the person they were going to pretty much do away with. Um, but like your question, um, does this open up the door? I mean, it, it could. Um, I don't know where you go from there. I mean, do you 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 just bring? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sure. Given-
0: Given the motivation of the killer, it's it's hard it's hard to find a place where you would go from here.
2: <laughs> because everybody's all interconnected, rela- inter- interlocked with that group, with the whole core of the of the of the original characters from the '96 film, so it's kind of hard to. Uh, you would have to just basically do what Scream the uh, TV series did, you know, on MTV. I, I don't I don't know how that would really work out. I, I think that that in itself, I think it's done. But I wouldn't be surprised if like years down the road we get something like a rebooting the whole entire franchise
0: yeah we'll see about that but anyway congratulations to the creative team behind scream
2: and kudos for you for having the same ranking
0: yeah i know right (laughs) it it was like a toss-up but i just just rewatched 4 again i'm like 4 is actually like really good and that's the reason why i
2: put 4 at 3 because i was like i remember we were studying for a uh uh, a match, and Scream 4 was one of the movies on there. And I remember watching, I'm like, like, Scream 4 is pretty damn good, man. I I've really I really dug it, and I liked it more than I did 5. So, uh, yeah. And 3 is just complete shit. So, yeah.
0: I don't think it's completely awful, but it's definitely, definitely the worst out of all. The oh, it's the weaker of the uh,
2: 4 or 5 now, I should say.
0: Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, congratulations to that. See, speaking of uh, sequels, uh, we got some things announced in the, in the realm of uh, Arden movies. Uh, first of which, it was already announced that a Chicken Run sequel is going to Netflix. We did get some uh, cast uh, cast news on this. Uh, as you expect, Mel Gibson is not returning for the sequel. Uh, what? <laughs> Can't imagine why. Uh, the sugar tits aside, man. Uh, but he is going to be replaced by someone who... I, I'm i not, I'm not going to say the anti-Gibson, but someone who's just like, Yeah, no, you're, you're, some, you're a weird person to follow up, Mel Gibson. Um Mr. Zachary Levi is yeah, going to be okay. fought, is going to be replacing Mel Gibson as Rocky. Kurt Warner Kurt Warner himself. Kurt Warner himself. Uh we also got word that Netflix is going to be working on a new Wallace and Gromit movie to be dropping in the year 2023. So yeah, oh. uh, they're really going hard in this uh the, you know the Ardman uh you know Artman uh productions for I'm sorry 2024. Uh, with Nick Park and uh, Merlin Crossingham coming back, coming back to direct. Uh, so yeah, they're really uh, doubling down on this on this Ardman stuff. So, uh, do you think that Armin could have an audience on Netflix?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it lends itself fine to it. Um, you know, especially those who that have like followed them throughout their, you know, earlier Wallace and Gromit, and then you know, obviously with the Chicken Run and stuff like that. I think that they. Uh, you know, they're gonna they're gonna have their niche or their followers. So I mean it makes sense. Netflix would be the outlet for that.
0: I'm excited that we're getting another Wallace and Gromit because the Curse of the Were Rabbit is a pretty awesome movie.
2: Yeah, I'm a big fan of like the. It's impressive the the time and the uh, how long it takes to get everything to you know it, you don't realize how painstakingly long it takes to produce and make those films and it's uh, it's yeah, really so interesting. You, like, you, you think know
0: the and, behind the scenes where I have to like move everything like you know like an eighth of an inch.
2: Yeah, and it's crazy. I mean, you figure like that, and they're doing it for an hour and a half movie, or an hour and twenty minute movie. It's completely crazy.
0: Absolutely, but yeah, no. I mean, Netflix. excited to see you know the chicken am Excited to see another Wallace and Gromit for for sure. And yeah, you can see those on Netflix. Uh, speaking also of stream, streaming series uh, or streaming services, uh, the Lord of the Rings Amazon series has been long in development. Has officially announced its title. Kind of sucks, but that's what we're doing. Uh, I saw that. Yeah, Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. I saw the uh,
2: the little thirty second trailer or whatever teaser, or whatever the hell it was. Which,
0: here's how I know this is going to do well. You wanna know how I know? And how do because you know? Because that thirty second teaser got its own behind the scenes video. Oh man, Look, that's that's pretty cool. Cause like the whole that whole thing was actually done practically. Yeah, I I,
2: I liked. I mean, I I'm I'm on board. So yeah
0: yeah it's gonna be set thousand years before the events of the hobbit and Lord of the rings and it's basically gonna take place uh cover all the, all the major events from the second age of middle earth like the forging of the rings of power the rise of Sauron uh everything in that in that range uh yeah so they're and i believe they've already been renewed for a second season if I'm not mistaken uh okay yeah yeah they yeah they've already been renewed for two for two seasons ahead of the premiere of the first. Uh, so Russell, someone who's like not a massive, massive Middle Earth. First of all, what do you think of the title? Because I personally think it sucks.
1: I don't think it.
2: I mean, they could have done a lot better. I think it's kind of bland. I don't but... think you
0: need to have the rings twice back to
1: back.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, it's kind of bland. But I mean, I'm
0: still down. It's not bland. I think it's clunky. Like if you said, like Middle Earth, The Rings of Power. Like we get it. Like we yeah. get that it's we get that as Lord of the Rings.
2: Yeah, I mean, they're really hyping up the rings. Uh, we get it, but it's, uh, gonna I mean. Have,
0: we're not going to have the rings once. We're going to have it yeah. twice. Just in yeah, case you don't get it.
2: Yeah, they're just overhyping. They're, they're, they're super excited to get this released. Um, Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm done.
0: Again, I think I said it. I think that uh, as we're getting with the ones ending, there's like, this huge power vacuum for, like, you know, what's the next big fantasy show. The Witcher's holding on to that for now. But you—it's going to pass the baton here. Wheel of time, Wheel of time is trying to is cre- trying to creep into it. But like Amazon, Amazon really wants to double down on this. Like, okay, you know what? We got Wheel of time. We're going to double down. We're going to do Lord of the Rings. What yeah.
2: up? Yeah, come see us. We're primed.
0: Yeah, but either way, I mean, I'm. I'm. Again, I, I love Lord of the Rings. So I'm. I'm going gonna, gonna to yeah. watch it. Oh yeah. And it's set for. It's set to start streaming in. That's a, good, that's a good question. <laughs> I think it's September. I yeah, saw so sept- somewhere September second, twenty twenty two. Yeah, so, and and they better hope this pays off because the show is ungodly expensive. Yeah. Uh, speaking of expensive streaming shows, at least probably, maybe, potentially. Uh, it was announced that a Godzilla MonsterVerse TV show is going to be in the works. This will follow the events of Godzilla twenty fourteen with a family that potentially has ties to Monarch, which is kind of like the shield of the the legendary Monsterverse. Here's what I don't understand about this universe. What's that? Well, first of which... uh, No, No, there's no first of which. Not with the movies, but with the television shows. Because there are currently two... uh, There are currently two shows in the works based on this property. One is Skull Island, which is one I'm actually just finding out about now. Uh, which is being released on Netflix. Hmm. Uh, the other is this one, which is dropping on Apple TV+. Plus. How come not HBO Max? That's exactly for... my reasoning. Yeah. Like, wouldn't it make more sense to have all these things under the same umbrella?
2: You would think. I mean, that's yeah, like, really weird.
0: Yeah, I I don't know if like, WB Pass. I don't know if Legendary decided not to try and sell to WB. I don't know if they tried to go somewhere else.
2: <laughs> uh HBO Max is just... It's still a cluster, man.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's still a cluster. Library's great. Library's great. Interfaces can use some work, but library's great. Um, yeah. But yeah, what do you think of a, uh, Godzilla, sh- a Godzilla show, potentially with Godzilla? <laughs> okay, well, I'm sorry. It, says, it said the show is going to be featuring Godzilla. So what do you think of Godzilla in a TV setting? That's my question.
2: Uh, I don't know if it's going to transfer over well or not. I don't know.
0: It's all depend on how much money they put into this show.
2: I mean, it depends what episodes. Forty-five minutes, close to an hour, maybe. Not sure. Like little, like little Godzilla shorts, maybe. I don't know.
0: Yeah, uh, I no, they're not gonna be short. It's gonna be, it's gonna be like a live-action show. Like think of something like, yeah, oh, like oh, like something like the like Marvel does for Disney Plus. Uh, well,
2: you know what I mean. Like I was just yeah. say an hour-long short. You know, like because it's the hour's long oh, short. Oh, okay. But, I'm sorry. Yes, I, I, yeah. I, get, I,
0: get what you mean. I get what you mean. Like, like yeah, get, yeah, like yeah. a microcosm of a Godzilla film.
2: <laughs> I didn't mean like, yeah, yeah. Um it's it's a little odd though i'm not gonna lie I, I just don't know how that's gonna transfer over
0: yeah i mean it's definitely gonna be interesting to see like how much Godzilla. if we get a, if we get any godzilla in this show like where yeah. where is this going i'm not sure if we get any cast members back from the from the first godzilla movie or any the yeah. monsterverse movies for that matter i don't know uh, yeah i mean it's gonna be a thing we're gonna have to you know it's just, just it's gonna just like, be like a like a wait and see thing so yeah, we'll see how that goes we're gonna. We, we actually like looking at this. We have like actually like a lot of streaming television news. This is this 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 is the new norm, buddy. This is the new norm. It says no cable. Just stream the streaming TV shows.
2: This is, yeah. You
0: don't you don't you don't gotta wait. Well, you, you don't have to wait for a four hour window for someone to fix your streaming service.
2: Well, yeah, or you don't have to have a commercial. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. God, God, this era is great. <laughs> Uh, we talked about a few weeks ago how Lizzie Caplan was going to star in a Paramount Plus series based on Fatal Attraction. Well, it has been announced. Uh, it's been announced who is going to be starring alongside her. Uh, sadly, Michael Douglas will not be returning, which is what we all wanted. Yeah, of course. Uh, but taking his place will be Army,
2: Army Hammer. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, probably shouldn't know on that one. Is he playing Glenn Close? Uh, no, is he going to play the other? Well, I mean, I don't know. Could we never know?
0: I, mean, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd say would be like a, a male fatal attraction, but that's that's, like, like a, that's pretty much you. I'm mean, I just saying,
2: a sex addict.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, but no. th- yeah. Uh, The Michael Douglas role will be played by one Mister Joshua Jackson of Mighty Ducks fame.
1: Yeah,
0: all right. Yeah, I'm like in, in, interesting choice. Uh, not who would I, not who I would have picked initially, but. Now Joshua Jackson's a good actor. Yeah, I mean
2: he's 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 fine enough.
0: He he, he reads like you know classic Amer- American man.
2: Are we talking cursed cursed zone, or Dawson Dawson's Creek's own?
0: Yes, we are we are we are, we are talking. Shutter, we are talking the Skulls' zone, Joshua Jackson.
2: Ah, uh, which I think is a fantastic film by the way. I've never seen the Skulls. Totally dug, totally dug the first one. Oh,
0: that's it's it's a really good one. I'll check it out. But yeah, uh, Joshua Jackson, Fatal Affair with Lizzie Kaplan coming to Paramount Plus in the future. They're doing actually a lot like a lot of interesting stuff. on I think I think they're really kind to you know bounce back into this race for streaming.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: why not? I mean, it's
2: uh, the world's your oyster, as uh, as One Night in Bangkok would say. Um, there's so many th- streaming services out there, man. So it's like, yeah, you got to got to stand uh, got to stand out.
0: Now, a show that coming up that I'm looking forward to, which was announced a couple... Well, it was announced when Netflix did like, a whole like, press release for you know, the upcoming content. This is the one that caught my eye the most, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's an upcoming show called Murderville. Uh, so Murderville is a show in which Will Arnett's going to be playing a detective, and uh-huh. every week he's going to have a new... He's going to have somebody to play along with as like, his partner. Yeah. Here's the catch. The catch is... The guest star doesn't get the script.
2: I think it's fantastic. I they, like it.
0: They have to improv their way through the whole episode.
2: Love it. I think it's a fantastic idea.
0: I think so too. I, yeah. I, I really wanna see how this turns out. Yeah. Uh I think I think it's funny. I also just love Will Arnett's. It also helps that he's my favorite my favorite Netflix show of all time, Bojack Horseman, which is fantastic. Uh, but yeah, no, I think that this looks... I think this, this the content of this alone sounds hilarious and I will watch every episode when it when it premieres on February 3rd, 2022. It's only going to be six, but I feel like if it's good, this is going to be uh-huh. like one of their next yeah, weekends.
2: Yeah, they're going to bring more episodes in.
0: Yeah. Uh, got some plus news coming at us. First of which... Uh, uh, we got some shows that were announced. First of which is... I'd say the more confusing but both of these are actually really confusing we're getting a Real Steel space based series sure yeah uh, Real Steel was the uh, huge Jackman robot fighting movie because it was that was made because I'm pretty sure they just couldn't afford the rights to Brockham robots
2: which I have not seen I still have not seen anyone. you haven't seen it no hmm. it was one that just kind of just it's not didn't bad look like I, it's not didn't bad. Look like I did look like I had an interest in I, I own it it was one of those rainy day films
0: yeah, no, it's actually it's actually not that bad. It's pretty, it's pretty fun. Jackman, Jackman's right. good in it. All right. I, again, this feels very much like a start off as a Rock Sock sock 'em robot script. Oh yeah, it
2: completely sounds like it.
0: Uh, but yeah, I think that a series, I think that a series based on this actually could, I think it could work.
2: Yeah, I think it, I think it would translate better to a series like that.
0: Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, and they've been trying to do something with this property for a long time like they've, they've been talk to, constantly talking about a sequel maybe it's got the sequel going again but no, yeah I think a real still TV series was actually not, not, not a bad fit better than the next one we're talking about uh, because we are getting a limited series not series limited series based on the Santa Claus if that's not confusing enough Tim Allen is returning this is crazy this is odd. Like, I don't know what this. It is this about like Scott Calvin finally dying. In-
2: it's like it's like, dude, let it go. That was like the original was like almost thirty years ago.
0: Was it? Was it, I think it's almost almost. Exactly, I think it's like ninety four. Exactly thirty years ago. Ninety four. Yeah, two I thought, years right? ago. I mean, we thirty years old.
2: That's is that crazy?
0: Yeah. How do, you, how do you feel about the original Santa Claus? Love it. That's that's movie we need to review one day.
2: Yeah, I mean, I know it's like it has its thing. Of course, I was like, you figure I was 11 when that movie came out though, or 12. So like, I don't know. I just, I dug it and it's just, I don't know. It's more nostalgic, I guess. I don't
0: know. No, I get it. I mean, that, that's just like a weird movie. <laughs> would you like really like go back and look at it? If
2: you sit there and completely like microscope it under the, like under a microscope now. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, I think, I i don't know what this would be about. I'm confused by the uh, prospect. No, no
2: idea. Do is this a uh, like a multi-universe where we get uh, Jack Frost? Uh, does uh, Martin Short come back? Does
0: he come back. Do we get the Easter Bunny and the Sandman and Tooth Fairy Bank? Oh man. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, this is a weird choice. But I'm actually, I'm not looking forward to it, but I am at the same time.
2: It should come out around Christmas, hopefully.
0: I mean, you would think so.
2: I'm hoping, or is it come out in July? Christmas in
0: July. Yeah, July. Hmm. hmm? Uh, next uh, Disney poster we're talking about uh, Ahsoka has just added It's next Or it's first I don't think it's, uh, anybody's been cast in this show uh, uh, The Ahsoka Tano Spinoff starting with Zara Dawson Has just added its first cast member In the form of I'm sorry not, not its first It's added a couple since then uh, In the form of Miss Mary Elizabeth Winstead Which is ironic because she is now dating Obi-Wan Kenobi Yeah yeah, so, yeah got, some, got some good synergy there. No word on who she is going to be playing, uh, but yeah, I, I think Mary was once said is a fantastic actress.
2: Yeah, she's good. Yeah,
0: uh, she's someone who actually was on my list. Here's, here's what I know. I think, I think Disney's reading my Twitter feed because I did a whole list of actors who I wanted to see in Star Wars. Two of which have been cast. Uh oh, it's like your Nostradamus. Yeah, so uh, just just holding out hope that Tom Cruise will one day get cast in a Star Wars.
2: Oh man, that's that one's gonna be a little bit harder to do.
0: That might be a little bit harder, but I, 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 th- I think we can, we can do it.
2: Sure, yeah.
0: He'll, he'll find a way to actually like, pilot an X-wing.
2: Yeah, probably.
0: Uh, speaking of Tom Cruise, uh, this year just cannot give us and well, sorry, the twenty twenty just cannot give me anything good because Mission Impossible seven and eight have both been delayed boy oh boy yeah uh both uh they're supposed to come out uh back to back seven was supposed to come out this year eight was supposed to come out year after uh they have now both been delayed seven is now uh, is supposed is set to open June 28 uh excuse me September 30th 2022 that is now moved to uh that is now moved to July 14th 2023. Mission: Impossible Three was set to open July seventh, twenty twenty-three. Now set to open June twenty-eighth, twenty twenty-four. Boy, oh boy! Yeah, uh, keep in mind they the Tom Cruise has maybe had it the worst of anybody in COVID as far as like movie releases go.
2: Especially in the twenties, yeah.
0: Yeah, here's the thing. You, you, you what? Okay, I'm gonna ask you. What was the last Tom Cruise movie to release in theaters? Hold on.
2: Do 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 do. Jeez. Oh, uh, American Made.
0: No, Fallout. Oh, shit. Yeah, Yeah, okay. A little closer, but but that's a bigger point. It's been almost four years since we've seen a Tom Cruise movie in theaters.
2: Yeah, that's crazy. American Made was pretty
0: good, too, by the way. American Made's great. That's that's, that's not the point. The point is... (laughs) I know. We are being deprived of the greatest living movie star, and I'm going through withdrawals.
2: I mean... We have a you have a a wide uh, library of films.
0: I don't want the wide library. I want uh, to see Tom Cruise and his symmetrical teeth on the big to screen the library. Yes,
1: uh,
0: but yeah. So we have to wait a little longer. Hopefully, I, if T- if Top Gun gets moved again, I'm gonna be I'm gonna cry. Like I'm actually gonna cry. Yeah, I not not having a good 20, uh, 20s. We are not, but. We still turn it around because you know why. Once, once, once Top Gun: comes out, it's all gonna change. Everything's gonna change for the better. I know. There it. you go. Speaking of sequels, this one a little more confi- little <laughs> more confounding than the last one. Uh, apparently, Denzel Denzel really likes kicking ass. He really he what li- uh, Liam Neeson is doing like you know what I wanna do. I wanna do that <laughs> because <laughs> because. There's apparently a third equalizer in the works.
2: Those movies are
0: fun. Yeah, Den- Why not? With Denzel and Fuqua returning. For some reason, he really likes doing these movies. Sure, I'll, I'm down. Okay, I'm curious. Like, how, how, how old is Denzel? 67 compared to Liam Neeson. Jeez. Oh, Liam Neeson is actually older than Denzel.
2: It's like almost 150 years of Earth life.
0: We we we, but, we need we need Liam Neeson t- to play the villain in the next Equalizer. Let's just have a crossover and they did
2: both just go off and start sh- killing people.
0: <laughs> no, but who wins? That's oh. that's the Godzilla versus Kong. It's it's Neeson. It's uh, versus more
2: more more as
0: like BVS. They they, they team up. Oh, so, so they they fight each other and then become friends
2: and find out that their mother has the same name. And then they're <laughs> good. There you have it.
0: But no, yeah, Equalizer three. I mean, I I like the first Equalizer.
2: I like the first one. The second one had a couple like good one's like good scenes, good, but, but not as good pretty, as the
0: first one. Pretty fun. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, Den- this is what Denzel does. He kind of just like does whatever. Or kind of that's what put Jay Gyllenhaal. He Kind of does whatever. Yeah, he's very. Uh, he elevates. Yeah. He's one of those actors like elevates. The difference is like I think he elevates anything he's in.
1: Yeah, you, and it you, should if be at, interesting. Like, to in,
0: you look at his filmography; it's filled with like a bunch of like. Honest, just honest to god crap, which and that's yeah. amazing that someone who like loves this guy, It's it's filled with a lot of crap, but it's made better just because he's in it. Yeah, like a lot of movies he's been in wouldn't work with any other actor. No, like, like some shit like Fallen or John Q, or just yeah. Like, yeah, like so like any of the like real like random forgettable movies that like you remember because of Denzel and for no other reason. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, that's that. Uh, that's something in the works. Something else that's in the works. This is a sequel that I guess has been, a, well, kind of been a long time coming, but also kind of not. Uh, a Christmas Story is getting a sequel. But now here, here people what here people would say to this. It's kind of gotten a sequel.
1: It's gotten, yeah. a, it's
0: gotten a couple. Uh, there have been some straight-to-TV stuff based on the other books in this series by author Bob Clark. I'm sorry. No. No. Sorry. By author Gene Shepard. And there was an actual sequel, uh, straight to DVD, that came out uh, not too long ago, actually. Yeah. Do you know, who put, the, you know who put the dad in that one?
2: Wasn't it Daniel? No. It, it was it Daniel Stern.
0: Da- Daniel Stern, yeah. Yeah. But this is going to be an honest-to-God sequel with the man himself, Peter Billingsley, the original Ralphie, coming back. You mean Elf's own? Elf's own, Peter <laughs> Billingsley. Iron Man's own Peter Billingsley, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Four Christmases on. I think was he in Four Christmases too? I thought no. He might have been, he might actually.
0: Have been. Uh, he might have been. I don't remember. Spider Man No Way Home's own Peter Billingsley. There you have it. It's, he wasn't Four getting, Christmases.
2: Oh, yeah, see, we're doing it. We're we're just we're doing it.
0: Uh, but yeah, no. So yeah, he's actually getting another chance to play this character. Know where where this is dropping. I imagine it's going to be a streaming release. I feel like something going go to HBO Max. I don't mean that as an insult.
2: This absolutely
0: has that feel. But yeah, speaking to someone like, like I, I think we said on this show. I think we we did talk about it. I don't know if this is on our class, it's on our classic feed or our feed right now. But yeah, Christmas Story is my favorite, my, my favorite Christmas movie of all time. Um, I am interested to see what a, what like Ralphie would be do what do as an adult because I feel like it's all about him and his kids.
2: Yeah, and. Does he act like his dad? Like, does he have his dad's yeah, temperament like his and dad, stuff like Is he like
1: more like
0: his mom, is he a blend of both? Yeah. Does, he yeah, allow, I, does he allow his kids to have BB guns? Yeah. As yeah, I, I think it'd be funny. I think I think it's gonna work, depending on who you get involved with it. But yeah, no, I definitely. Like again, we usually couldn't go with another Crypto story sequel. The fact that Peter Billingsley is coming back to this one—that's that's what catches my interest. Yeah, for
1: sure.
0: Something else catches my interest. Uh, okay, Russell, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna give you a new story, they are gonna be like, fuck yeah, and then you're gonna be like, oh, right, okay, ready 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 for, the, ready for the fuck yeah. All right, here we go. It was announced that there was going to be a Weird Al biopic in which Daniel Radcliffe himself, which is ironic because one thing Weird Al number known for is being very tall, and Daniel Radcliffe is just not, in which he'll be playing Weird Al.
2: That's that's your fuck yeah.
0: Now, here's the, here's the bad news. You know where this is dropping? Where's
2: that? Roku channel. Really? That's so so random. I know.
0: <laughs> I'm just like, so what? Ra-
2: it's so random.
0: Like, really? How, how many services passed on this before Roku's like, yeah, we'll take it?
2: I mean, Roku's like, we need people. We- we'll do anything. We'll take anything. The
0: thing is, people have Roku's, but nobody uses Roku channel.
2: Yeah. That's craziness.
0: That's weird. I, I think Roku is like really trying to get in the streaming game, and I don't know if that's if that's really for the best. I mean, they don't really need it. It's, I mean, a lot of people have. I think it's like one of the best selling streaming devices. Period, if not mistake.
2: Yeah, because because it, it's so it's just so handy. It's like a it's like your uh, one stop shop.
0: Shit, only shit, I bought a Roku when Disney Plus is coming out.
2: Uh yeah, I was glad that well yeah, and, and then we have a, I have a Roku TV, so yeah.
0: But uh, it's yeah, just so it's that, so handy to have all that stuff under one platform. I think like the idea of a Weird out biopic starring Daniel Radcliffe is, is inherently a good idea.
2: I mean, it's intriguing.
0: Yeah, I don't like the platform.
2: <laughs> it's it's definitely head scratching.
0: Yeah, I wish this would have been going like to Hulu or like you know Netflix or,
2: or with all of other popular Radcliffe HBO Max.
0: Yeah, that th- that too. I don't <laughs> understand. <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, moving on, uh, Bong Joon-ho is currently getting set for his next movie. No we on what the title is or what's it's going to be about. All we know is it's going to be a sci-fi epic and they have a star in talks to produce, I'm oh, sorry, star person and stars in talks to star in the movie in one Mr. Robert Pattinson. Uh, yeah. So Russell, what would you think about, uh, what would you think about Robert Patt? Robbie Pattinson, Rob- Robbie Patt.
1: Well, he's getting
2: he's, he's he's getting exposure everywhere, man. He is. Uh, yeah, I mean, sure, why not?
0: Yeah, no, I think that this is. I Me and Grant, his, his his Korean films are phenomenal. I mean, Parasite, Memories of Murder, The Host. I think that you know he's a great Korean filmmaker. I would like to see him. I mean, and this is the reality of things. Uh, I mean, English 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 films are going to get more eyes on him. So I yeah. do think this is a good movie, especially like getting a yeah, guy like Robert Pattinson who's going to who's about to blow up in a few months because of Batman, which is coming out. Uh, so yeah, I do I do think this is a really good. I, I think it's a really good combination. Not to mention, like, Pattinson is just like a fantastic actor. All three hours of that Batman
2: movie, too. I guess apparently, well, right?
0: Yeah, let's talk about that. That's <laughs> <'Cause> actually <it's laughs> the next story.
2: Here's uh, your segue.
0: The Batman runtime. Is currently set for, and this I, I, I heard this a rumor of this earlier. Totally thought this was gonna be like like okay, this is like this is what this is what it is now. We're gonna shave some time off of it. Nope, uh, the Batman runtime is set for, is currently set for 175 minutes. That is nearly three hours,
2: and that would be a, just a little bit longer than the Dark Knight Rises because what Dark Knight Rises was the longer of the three, right?
0: I'm, yeah, that that was the longest. Thing. I'm currently checking to see how long that was. I'm I happy. think it was
2: like I want to say like two two forty.
0: Uh one yeah, one sixty-five. So this would be ten minutes longer than Dark Knight Rises. Okay, I was gonna say because Dark Knight Rises was pretty long. Which which was a problem with that movie. Yeah. So yeah, um granted, we've seen you know, two and a half, nearly three hour movies do really well. I mean Return of the King, Endgame, which at one point was the highest Christmas movie of all time. Uh I think that I Titanic. Also, Titanic, yeah, that too. Uh, if they can use their time wisely, they, if it's paced well, if it's you yeah, know, if it keeps me invested for the entire three hours, I won't have a problem with it. Yeah, if, I mean it's all about the structuring and yeah, the pacing. If like it feels yeah. like you know, I cause like I've seen three hour movies feel like I've seen three hour movies that feel like uh, two hours. I've seen two hour movies that feel like four hours. So <laughs> there's Yeah. It's all it's all it's all about pacing. So I'm not I'm not gonna freak out. I think it's intriguing. I think it's very intriguing to have a Batman, uh, like a Batman movie, especially like one for establishing this new continuity, new franchise, be this long out the gates. Um, like this is like I would expect from like say Batman, like say like Pattinson's third Batman. I think. Imagine how long the, con- the concluding chapter is gonna be. <laughs> like we're gonna like fucking four hour long Batman movie. Yeah, so I think this is a really. Like I said, I think this is an interesting uh, way to start off. <laughs> but Yeah, and, I mean,
2: it's r- almost three hours is kind of crazy.
0: We're going we're to, yeah, test, maybe testing the audience's patience. But, again, trust Matt Reeves and company. They've, I don't think Matt Reeves has made a bad movie as of yet. So, yeah, definitely want to see. I mean, it's just still my most dis- anticipated of the year. So, uh, definitely still excited to see when this comes out. And, hey, you get to experience all of the Batman, all of the Batmans. When it releases on uh, March 22nd, 2021? 2022, I'm sorry. 4th, wow. March 4th, 2022. Even sooner. Even, even sooner. Cl- even closer. Last story of the day, and I say this one's for last because I know this is the one that's going to get you the most hyped. Oh boy, here we go. After a lot of speculation, a lot of talk, a lot of rumors, it's been officially confirmed. King of the Hill is returning for more episodes. Are you serious? That's awesome. Yes. Uh, Mike Judge and uh, his production partner, has they've just opened a new animation studio. One of the first projects they're getting off the ground is a King of the Hill revival. Love it. Now, no word on what's premiering or what, even what platform this is uh, going to premiere on. You would imagine Hulu, considering that's you know, the original show on Fox. That's currently the only place you can stream the original show. It would make sense to go straight to Hulu.
2: Oh yeah, that's where yeah. I, I watched the old episodes. Uh,
0: but yeah, I mean, we've talked about it a lot on the show. Like we are both massive fans King of the Hill.
2: Yeah, I mean, I just think it's a fantastic show that you can watch, um, twenty minutes and just laugh. And, and I like their uh, cameo guests they always have. Uh, just just like a, it's a like a Redneck Simpsons.
0: Yeah. Only thing is, uh, Brittany Murphy's no longer with us. Uh, so yeah, well, it's gonna be a little bit hard to fill that. Yeah, it's gonna be hard to fill the void of Luann. I hope she's in the show, and I hope they just find someone who can live up to what she did on that show. Because Brittany Murphy was very funny as the. Oh, she's, she's
2: so perfect as that 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 ditzy oh, that I was, ditzy, that ditzy blonde. She's just perfect. She was so hilarious, but
0: yeah, no, uh, I would I would anticipate that you know everyone everyone major player who was on the show is still working, so I imagine they're all coming back. Well, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, uh, King of the Hill. I so so excited for that return. And my judge, Mike judge, animation really having a bit of a renaissance here because B is butthead is coming back for new projects for Paramount Plus.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm totally down for that one too.
0: And that's going to do it for notorious news. We now move on to our movie of the week, that is Looper,
2: which we were both pulling for. Place Beyond the Pines.
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe one of us is pulling Place Beyond the Pines.
2: I was, man, I really was.
0: I mean, I, 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 I do love that movie. Only thing with that movie is that. Uh, Technically, twenty third. Tell it didn't go wide to twenty thirteen. So, it's only twenty twelve if you were at Sundance, which I, I don't think either of us were. I was. I certainly uh, wasn't there. I don't believe I was there. Yeah. So, you know, just we're, this is good just to avoid t- any technicalities.
2: Yeah, this is your legit ten year anniversary. We, we don't mess around here.
0: We do not. We do not, in fact, mess around. So, yeah, we're kind of weird. we're going, we're kind of going a little backwards when it comes to Ryan Johnson because you know we did talk about Knives Out last last year. Uh, yep. So yeah, we're looking, moving on to Looper. So yeah, Ryan Johnson. We, t- we kind of talked to him a bit about. Uh, we kind of just talked about him when we talked about Nizap. But looking at it, like this is a chance to like talk about some like early stuff because Ryan Johnson was a filmmaker who uh, he broke big in the mid two uh, His thousands. First film Brick. Did you ever see it? Brick. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah it's with jo-
2: also good Le- Gordon Levitt, I believe.
0: Yeah, Brick. Uh, amazing movie. Came out in the year two 2000- thousand. Yeah, I was right. Two thousand six. Yeah. Uh, didn't make another movie until this. I'm sorry, no, not, that, that's wrong. That's wrong. He did have one in between. Uh, he did The Brothers Bloom in 2008. Then I took like a four-year too. hiatus to, to do to do this. Uh, but did but did work a lot a lot of TV in between, mainly Breaking Bad. which you, you do some of the best episodes of that show. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, uh, you know, Brick was kind of like you know, much like a lot of filmmakers. See, like we talk about like Denis Villeneuve where like, he Hayley Brook film. We were big in film circuits before, or film festival circuits before. Like you know, like you're making it, like big mainstream. Like here I am. This this is me. Yeah. Uh, this was this kind of that for Ryan Johnson. Uh, yeah, Looper because Looper came out in uh, came out the fall September of twenty twelve, and did really well for a you know modestly budgeted hard R original sci fi movie, yeah. uh, raking in a total of one hundred seventy six million across the thirty million dollar budget. Uh, so, yeah, this is one that I remember really liking a lot when I saw it uh, way back. when I don't think I saw it in theaters. I think I saw it after. I think I saw it after the fact. Uh, but yeah, it's one I actually have not got, had not gotten a chance to sit down and revisit again. Until I this. have.
2: I haven't have seen uh, haven't seen this since the theater. So yeah.
0: Oh, so this is kind of like a revamp uh, re- for both re- of us.
2: Yeah, a little refresher for both of us. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I mean, let's, let's let's yeah let's, no, let's not waste more time. Let's okay, let's let's go into Looper and see you know. Does 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 it did it warrant all the praise to begin with? Uh, we start off by meeting our main character, Joe, played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, in about a half pound of prosthetics. But this yes. I think the prosthetics in this are actually really good.
2: Yeah, I mean they I mean they are pretty accurate.
0: Yeah, because when you look at when you look at when he has to play like who his future self is, they have to make him look like again we look we look like outside. Bruce Willis and Jessica gordon Levitt, two actors that don't really look that much alike. No. So yeah, well, so like, what do you do? You you use makeup to make him more, look more like Bruce Willis, and it doesn't look fake. I think that's the most impressive thing about it. It doesn't look fake. No. Except
2: the eyebrows.
0: They accept, except except the eyebrows, but hey, nah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's a minor nitpick. 90 percent is pretty solid. Yeah, that's still good. Still an A. And, yeah, uh, this is also our first chance to talk about Joseph Gordon-Levitt as an actor. We never, really, we never really talked about one of his movies before. Uh, oh. But, yeah, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I think I've talked about it before, he is one of my favorite actors working right now just because I think he has a skill that I think a lot of actors need in order to you know, really like stand out among the pack, and that's versatility. This is a dude who can literally do just about anything you ask him.
2: Yeah, I mean, he goes from 10 Things I Hate About You to... You know, uh, Batman to, to, to I mean, Asher just to, to
0: this to Five Hundred Days of Summer to Night Before the, wasn't dad. he? I
2: think was he in The Lookout too?
0: He wasn't The Lookout. Yeah, yeah The Lookout. This is a dude who just like he has so much. He just has so much talent. Yeah. And Ryan Johnson, like like they're they friends in real life. They've he's been in he in he's had a role in some way, shape, or form in every single one of his movies. And this is the last one he you know had like a real starring role in. I really hope that they do something else together at some point because I think this is a I think this is a great partnership, and uh-huh. it could be like one of the great partnerships in like modern movie history if they would just like you know do more significant things together, and
2: not wait forever
0: to put stuff out. <laughs> that too. But anyways, so. Uh, we immediately get like an intro into what this world is and how it works. So we find out that time travel is invented in 30, in 30 years relative from this movie because this place this place plays in 2044. In 30 years, from 2044, time travel will be invented and be immediately outlawed. Only people who use time travel are like massive crime syndicates. And, the w- and they use it to get rid of bodies because in the future, getting rid of a body is nearly impossible. So what they do is they get the they get the person in the future they want to kill, send them back to the past, have someone kill them there, and dispose of the, dispose of the body there. Uh, those these people who do this are called loopers. Now you now this is this is actually a really good way of of you know it's a really good way of getting you into this world and getting you to like you into how it works. And so, and it's so well defined that you don't even question how it's easier to get rid of a dead body than a live one.
2: Yeah, it it just it just goes into an incinerator, and that's that. I guess you know.
0: But like here's the thing. If everything's tracked and tagged, wouldn't somebody notice people in the future are missing?
2: I mean, you would think if people were paying attention to the future.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, 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 that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, if like, if you if you can't get rid of a live of a dead body in the future, how can you get rid of a live one that much easier? I.
2: That's circle logic. I don't know.
0: Yeah, but anyways. Uh, we meet, meet as a looper homie, played by Paul Dano, and we also learned that apparently in this world, telekinesis is a thing. About t- about ten yeah. percent of the population has this uh, TK mutation, which you know uh, turned out to uh, not be as cool as advertised.
2: Yeah, not not as cool.
0: Yeah, as, as you can as you can you know, all you can do is like like float shit like like two feet in the air. It's a bad Cheap bar. Cheap used for cheap bar tricks yeah that's that's, that's about it which as a thing like yeah. we, we talked about knives out but this is what Ryan Johnson has basically just done his entire career he's taken like you know film tropes and like you know like genre tropes and just completely completely twisted them because yeah. you know like time, like you know like time travel like okay well, okay yeah everyone be people be using it now but like in a regular in a regular film people will be using it this one they don't they can't use it. it's outlawed
2: so it's the opposite of like Back to the Future or something
0: yeah. like that. Telekinesis. You would expect, you know, like big action sequences and people who can do like all this crazy shit. What can these people do in this film? They can't do jack. Yeah. Which, which yeah, that's why I do. Li- I do like about this. What else like about this is like you know just the the feel of the world in general. Like we like we see that you know it's it feels futuristic, but it feels a little more grounded in reality, relatively it's-
2: speaking. It's not like a it's not like Blade Runner that's yeah. so far out there. It's not
1: like yeah. you know,
0: it's not like Blade Runner or like you know, Star Wars, or iRobots or Star Trek, yeah. or you know, it's like it doesn't feel this future feels like it like could happen.
2: Yeah, like Kansas twenty forty four, it feels it it feels natural. It doesn't feel too exactly. big for its that, britches, that, that, you
0: know. Doesn't feel too outlandish. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, we find out that these hitmen are called Loopers because the whole concept of them is. Uh, when they sign up for this job, eventually they're gonna get sent. They're gonna get their older self sent back, supposed to kill him. Yeah,
2: with I think what thirty year span.
0: Yeah, thirty year span. They get a bunch of go- they, uh, gold bars, that are silver, which is what, they, what they usually get paid in, and then they basically have thirty years to live their life before they're kidnapped and sent to die.
2: Yeah, they,
0: nope. have fun. Yeah, they 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 admit uh, they are not very forward thinking individuals. Yeah. Something else I do like I do like about this movie is the cinematography. Yeah. Yeah, like just like just the just like the way, you know, like if like way you get like these like really inventive like, you know, like track like tracking shots and like these upside down like upside down like rotate like rotator shots. It's just like an incredibly well-shot movie.
2: Yeah, and it's like real tight, real uh, you know, not 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 sloppily, you know, shot.
0: Yeah, we also see that uh Joe is <laughs> Something I like, I like about Joe is like he's not like a he's not like a pristine protagonist, because like you know he is he is a murderer he is a drug addict, yeah. <laughs> he's doing things that like aren't like very moral, morally reprehensible. Um, but, definitely flawed. Yeah, definitely flawed protagonist. I think that kind of makes him more engaging. Is that he 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 is flawed, but he managed to be interesting despite that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, yeah, he's gone. He's. Uh, uh, going about his day, but what so he's, he's noticing that a lot of loops are closing all at the same time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But he doesn't understand why. Uh, that's when he meets his... Uh, what, what, what's what's Paul Dano's character's name? I can't remember. Seth, Seth. Seth, that's right. That's where he meets Seth. Now, Seth is confronted with the possibility of closing his loop, but he can't take it.
1: Yeah,
2: he's... Uh, he's he just can't do it.
0: He can't do it. Which, yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, I imagine it's easier when you don't know who it is. But he, he the older Seth comes in singing a song
2: that he recognizes he obviously because he's sung it.
0: And yeah, he can't he can't finish the job out. Yeah, So uh, he ultimately can't do it, but he does get some information. He says that there's this new. They say that there's this new boss in the future called the Rainmaker, who is going around. He's he's the reason all these loops are closing. Yeah. Uh, so he, uh, the so the older step basically tells him to, tells him to run, tells him to get out. Uh, but yeah, uh, closing your uh, not closing your loop is uh, see, it's a bit of a no-no in, in this. In this and, and, and and
2: I like how they call it: it's "letting the loop run."
0: Letting the loop run, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it, it's
2: it's self-explanatory.
0: Yeah. So Joe decides to hide Seth in his apartment, uh, but then but then he's summoned to talk to the main crime boss uh a played by jeff daniels which is jeff daniels is such a such a good actor again but another one guys like super super versatile yeah i also do love that he has his uh his main gat man whose name i cannot recall hold on what was kid blue You're talking about
2: uh, kid, kid blue yeah kid
0: blue who was just he like he's the main gat man but he just, he's just like an idiot he's just like a big idiot
2: yeah, he's a total fuck up who wants to just impress everybody. But just it, it, he gets a shot to impress people, but he just can't. He just can't close the deal. So yeah, it's just it's kind of you just kind of he's definitely like the butt of like of all these jokes.
0: Again, in, in any other movie, this this would be like the the secondary protagonist. No, sorry, yeah. secondary antagonist. You know, like you know, like in, like in a uh, fucking Unbreakable when uh, the mom talks about you know the soldier villain and the arch villain. Mm-hmm. This guy in any any, any of the movie would be the soldier villain, but here he's the butt of the joke, which I think is a really yeah. really great way to take him. Uh, but but you know Abe gets Joe in. He's just like, look, I know you got Seth, so we're so we're gonna do this one way. We're going we're going <laughs> I'm not giving up Seth. Okay, what if I say this? What if I say you can either you know keep Seth alive, or you can keep the silver you've been stashing. Yeah, and he, and Joe looks like, shit. Oh, yeah, you got so me.
2: Got to call Seth out, I guess.
0: Okay. Well, sorry, Seth, my hands are tied. Made a very compelling offer. <laughs> uh, but I do, I do like that like he like he does like again. You you can see that he does feel like guilty about it. Well, yeah, I mean,
2: but it's the thing that he's thinking about. Joe is just thinking about. After life, after you know this, you know living his thirty years in, in the best he can, and try to set himself financially stable to to travel because we we learn that he does uh, speak French and he well, wants to he, travel, he, he learns, wants to see yeah. the world,
0: which is why he's saving up all his silver so he can so he yeah can, he can do these things yeah so he can go travel
2: abroad. So I mean, it makes sense why his character does what he does.
0: But we get then get maybe like maybe the most horrifying scene of the entire film. So uh, we. cut we cut to old seth in which you know he's 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 trying to run yeah uh but as he's going he says that things things are changing like he has like this carving on his arm that gives him an address of, of where he's supposed to be and as he's going on his body is just like falling apart not falling apart it's disappearing piece by piece yeah
2: yeah he's literally losing fingers he's literally like He's just—he's—he's—he's van He's losing everything. Yeah.
0: What's the idea? It's just—it's just, it's just
1: creepy. Yeah.
0: Like imagine you're just like walking, out doing your own business, and like all mad, like you are just like looking, 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 your fingers, your fingers gone, or your but nose you have, is gone, or your, yeah. or like you're like your like your leg is, like disappears on itself.
2: And you have no control over it because it's in the future.
0: Yeah. Like, it's like a really again, the the makeup for this movie is actually like really well done. I want I'm very curious to, like how like this sequence takes place because there seen like his leg's there and then it's just gone and like his leg like comes out from under him.
2: Oh uh, when he's like crawling, you mean? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which yeah, like what they're doing is like they're surgically removing pieces of Seth in the past. So like in the future he's he doesn't he doesn't have those things. But yeah. like the crazy thing about it is the fact that like in order for this to work they have to keep Seth alive. Yeah, so he has to like live his life like this, which is, again, kind of horrifying. And it's, and it does set and like when the things you know when the, like the, the main events of the film transpire, it does lend some real stake as to why you don't want uh, why you want Joe to close his loop. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, they they end up kill they end up killing him, uh, old Seth that is. Uh, and Then Joe goes the next day. But something's a little off about about this one.
1: Yeah. Somehow, his, uh, somehow
0: this one's late. Uh, th- that should be possible, but whatever. You don't, you don't you don't think about it. Yeah. But he but his new mark arrives, and it look uh, he looks up, and it's old Joe.
2: Yeah, he doesn't have a bag over his head like the normal loops do.
0: Yeah. He's, he got no bag. He's got no bag on his head. He's covered in blood, and it's like. Oh, shit, this is not, not going to go well. Yeah. I don't that he just, Bruce Willis just decks him. Old Joe just no- decks him.
2: Yeah, he just knocks him out and cold conks him. He's
0: able to get the jump on him, which I do think this movie, this movie, something this movie does really well is nailing how hard it would be to fight an older version of yourself. Oh, yeah. But something else this movie does well, Bruce Willis, holy shit, like Bruce Willis is a guy who you know kind, he's kind of got a reputation, and this is kind of a, of his own accord. He's like, what's the common thing people say about Bruce Willis now? He doesn't care. He's well, sleepwalking yeah. through movies. Yeah. This, I think, is the last movie in which Bruce Willis really gave a damn. Yeah. I mean, there are parts of Glass, but Bruce Willis is so good in this movie. Yeah, I mean, you
2: could tell how good of an actor he is once he you know commits.
0: Yeah, like once he commit them, and like if you get a director who like really brings that out of him, yeah. So, but yeah, no, I think that Bruce Willis is incredible. Like when you get when you get to like what his what his whole storyline, what his motivation is, it's like, damn, you you you, you really feel for him. But yeah, uh, Joe decides that in his infinite fucking young Joe in his infinite fucking wisdom decides to go back to his apartment because uh, they wouldn't be looking for you. Yeah, either. they they're not gonna look for you there. <laughs> Uh, I do like that his solution is just to like shove Kid blue in a hole.
1: yeah and,
2: and and tell let him know that once he gets out, let Abe know that I'm gonna fix it or whatever.
0: yeah,' was like I'm going like I'm gonna find my loop and I'm gonna kill him. Yeah yeah, so he go he goes out the window and then we see the movie from the point of view of old Joe. Yeah, so we see that he basically spends his years doing what he wants. He goes, he travels. Uh, for a bit, until he falls in some hard times in that his addictions, uh, they end up really they end up like really taking hold of him,
1: uh-huh.
0: to the point where he ages like 50, fifty years in the span of twenty. Yeah, which is yeah. Uh, I do. I, I, I did you know? Did, did you know? It's like with Bruce Willis with the black wig that he looks kind of like uh, fucking. Gary Oldman and Fifth Element. Gary Oldman, yeah. <laughs> it's like he—it's bar- like he borrowed Oldman's wing. <laughs> yeah, it's just like him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so because because of his addiction, uh, he's hemorrhaging money fast faster than he than he than he saved it up. So he has to turn to crime in order to you know feed, you know to feed, to defeat his addiction. Uh, he ends up meeting this woman whose name we never really find out. Uh, he fall he, he, she cleans her up, he falls in love, and yeah, they end up having a, Actually, no, we never do find her name. She's just Joe's wife. Oh, oh, what a, what a, what a name. Yeah. Uh, they end up, yeah, they, they fall, they fall in love, they, you know, ca- they have, they have their life, they're living together, they're happy. Uh, what's this? This reminds me a lot of, uh, I don't know, the opening scene of Up, where, like, there's barely any, yeah. to- there's barely any talking. It's all through, like, you know, it's all through visual storytelling, all through visual acting. And but you like you get it, you know? You get yeah. it. You feel the emotion. You f- you feel that story, you feel that connection. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh but one day, uh the day, the day the day comes where uh it's time for him to close his loop and he is sent back to the past. Uh but this is no ordinary looper. They're fucking with this is this is he's the only looper to ever fight back which is i think it's kind of funny this is like this is is why the guys is like this is why the guys against they can't stop him because like shit this this never happened before yeah it's like
2: uh we don't know what usually
0: yeah we usually have a sack over his head so i don't know yeah so uh i think that like, right right there, you totally, without any dialogue, you completely understand his motivation for what he's doing. Yeah. In that he is trying to, he's trying to basically save his own future.
2: Yeah, and get back and get reunited with the the woman that, you know, got away.
0: Yes. Uh, but this is also a thing where, like, I I not think get, this gets away from the fact that, like, you know, a, a, a common thing with, with this would be, you know, why would, wouldn't Joe just know what what ha what happens? Uh
1: uh-huh.
0: w- Yeah. W- wouldn't Joe just know what happens because yeah, it's already happened? Thing is, like he's basically now changing the time stream, so he has no knowledge. Of, and they actually do address it later in the film. He only knows what's going to happen after it's already happened. Yeah, because like so, there's no cheating. Yeah, there's then. no there's no cheating on his part. Yeah. Uh. So. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, old Joe's now a fugitive. Young Joe's now a fugitive. And now and they both come face to face for the same uh for the first time. And it's like a really like a cool scene too because you know he ha- he has a, he sees that mark like uh, old Seth had. Yeah. But then like it says, like B and you don't see the rest of it and it's like Beatrice. Yeah. Or Beatrix, which is the, Beatrix, the way, which, which is the waitress the... from, from the diner.
2: Yeah, and obviously he knew where 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 that name came from? So that's where he knows to meet his younger self at the diner.
0: It's funny when, when you when you look at them like face to face, you really do get like a sense for like how good the prosthetics are in this. Oh
2: yeah, I mean it matches up pretty well. I mean,
0: yeah. Again, like uh, Gore totally, and you you only appreciate like, how much he probably had to craft performance after Bruce Willis.
2: And just even mannerisms too. Yeah, yeah.
0: this mannerisms the way like the way he moves, but he moves his face, the way he like enunci- enunciates his sentences. He totally managed to capture the essence of young Bruce Willis. Yeah. So, again, massive credit to Justin Gordon Levitt. Uh, so, uh, the, reason, the reason he fought back is because, like I said, the Rainmaker in the future is, <laughs> is a guy who is closing all the loops. And apparently, he's a lot more dangerous than anybody knew because he was apparently able to take over the five major syndicates by himself. Yeah. Which hearing that, just like, how is that possible? Because it really shouldn't be. No, I mean,
2: especially all five syndicates by himself. Yeah, completely crazy.
0: Yeah. So Joe happens to be the only looper who got this number, who that is supposed to connect him to who the rainmaker is, because the rainmaker, whoever he is, is alive in this time.
1: Yeah.
2: So, so obviously, he his goal is to obviously find the rainmaker and kill him.
0: Yeah. And so the whole yeah exactly. Got gonna, to gonna find it, kill him, and that way he's never sent back. And the thing is like he, like Joe tries to reason like cause Joe is like very determined like no fuck you I got I'm gonna am I'm gonna do this I'm gonna live I'm gonna live my life, and he, and the thing is like Joe's wife in the future, when they when they're kidnapping her she gets shot and killed. Yeah. And he and you feel that and you feel that in Bruce Willis performance in this because he's like she sa- she saved your worthless ass life. And she and she paid the price for it because like she's the one that cleaned him up, she's the one yeah. that, got it, that got him they got him off drugs. She's the one that you know basically like rehabbed him, and she. So now him. he feels and even she more She got guilty. a bullet in the in the serum for it. Now yeah he feels guilty.
2: Yeah feels guilty for it and he does have an appreciation that somebody could take a person like him who was pretty much worthless in a lot of other eyes in.
0: Yeah and so it just like and he gets a chance just like showing you know her picture. When I see her, I'll walk away. And he doesn't show. He's just like, no. Like, no. Like, no. Like, Like, this is... He's trying to save his own future. And I I do like that both Joes, like, they... I like that they don't get get along. I like that, like, they are opposing forces, like, with completely different goals.
2: But, I mean, it's like that in your younger self and your older self. You change as time lapses. You change, you know, your ways. You change your viewpoints. You change your beliefs. Um, And you can see the young, naive... As opposed to the person who's older and more experienced in life, you know what I mean? Um,
0: I do like that. Yeah. And Joe's, old Joe's also surprisingly slippery. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh Abe's man managed to corner him in the diner. <laughs> I also do like I, I do like the scene where uh, young Joe is shooting with them. And he's just like fuck. Yeah. And then he's like, you know, like one second, like, oh shit, I need to run. <laughs>
2: It's like, uh Those guys are after you
0: too. Yeah. Okay, I get it. Getting you just as good.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: so, uh, old Joe had this map with one location circled on it, which is actually <laughs> What a coincidence! Surprisingly close to. What? No. Yeah. It's this farmhouse in the middle of nowhere, uh, owned by Emily Blunt, uh, playing. Uh, what the hell was her name? Hold on, don't tell me. Sarah. No, Sa- oh, Sa- Sa- is the kid. Sarah. Sarah is the Sarah. Is the no, I was kid. I was gonna say Sarah. Oh. Oh, okay, my bad. My bad. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. So it, this this is her this is her farmhouse. She this is our here. third Emily Blunt film. Is it really? Oh, hold on. yeah. Edge of Tomorrow, Liv- Sicario, and yeah, this.
2: Yeah, isn't that crazy? How like and, and yeah. even like our second Paul Dano. What
0: was our first Paul Dano?
2: Uh, Prisoners.
0: No shit. Yes, you're right.
2: Is is that crazy? Like, I just I started seeing a the recurring theme of like people that we've we've reviewed on our show. I just I just think it's kind of funny. I, I, I was wonder like, who our most. Emily.
0: I wonder how our most reviewed actor is.
2: And that's kind of what I'm wondering because, like, Emily Blunt's definitely up right now. Yeah,
0: possibly. but we 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 can't take the series though.
2: Those series. Would, yeah, we would, we got would, we got to,
0: we got to take those out of the equation. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Emily Blunt plays the mother of the... She, her, and her boy live at this farmhouse, and Emily Blunt <laughs> comes in, and I think this is like her first, not her first introduction for American, League because she did have Devil's pride before this, but this is about the time where like she was like really starting to break big. Yeah,
2: I mean, still very attractive, and but like how thick that like the accent is that you wouldn't even recognize it was Emily Blunt.
0: Yeah, no, like I, 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 on an initial feeling, you're just like, damn, who is? That? Oh shit, that is Emily Blunt. Yeah,
2: you're like, oh, wait, damn, that is her.
0: Yeah, I mean she she can actually like really nail an American accent. Yeah,
2: and completely believable too from when you hear her like in you know, obviously in her native.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So uh uh young Joe is basically staking out this house. Uh she uh he meets he meets uh Sarah because uh he's he's now suffering from withdrawals.
2: Yes, and he's he's quite
0: thirsty. He's quite he's parched. Quite, he's quite he's quite parched. Say, so give me some water. Give me some water, <laughs> please. Thank God, she has a young precocious kid around. Who, uh, well, I'll, 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 I'll save my talk for this kid for a little later. Something I do like is the fact that, uh, because of the way the time stream is changing, uh, old Joe's memories are now his memories are now changing. Yeah. Because now in his because now in his mind, like he's, he's trying to like remember his wife's face, like remember the yeah. first time you saw her. Every time he tries to do that, it cuts to Emily Blunt's face.
2: Yeah, so he's trying to get that out of his head.
0: Which is saying like to him, that, like they're gonna build a rela- like the two of them are gonna build a relationship.
2: Yeah, and he doesn't want to lose that. It's almost kind of like almost like Eternal Sunshine kind of too a
0: little bit. Almost, yeah.
2: Like you want to keep that memory in your head so then he, he, he remembers that time where he he like slams his head down or something at the bar and he looks up and, and he sees her for the first time.
0: Yeah, so uh she man she, she lets us sleep in the barn overnight. <laughs> it's like all right, get the morning get the hell out get the hell of my property. Uh yeah, no I can't do that. It's like why not? I can't tell you why. Well, you're not making a very compelling argument. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> And but like, here's the thing: like we we understand that like em- whatever says like Emily Blunt's not like Sarah's not gonna shoot him because she has the chance. I think what's line was like you couldn't you couldn't scare a deaf hobo.
2: Yeah, because there's that scene where yeah well, the kid getting, has a sign.
0: Yeah, she's, she's getting she's getting she's getting like we don't know who it is, but he's got she's got the gun AM and she won't shoot him. She shoots yeah. up. Just and, like, and, and, yeah, you can't you're not, not you're not scaring me with this. Yeah, I I I know whatever you're you're not you're not gonna kill me.
2: And on top of it, she had a completely open shot to shoot him and kill him when he when he came up on her porch. So
0: yeah. Uh, so she she, she she's sticking to that. She looks she looks she looks at the map which has their house circled, and she sees the numbers, and she's like, how, like how like how did you get this? Because like she knows what that means.
2: Yeah, she recognizes the numbers <laughs> have some like, kind of significance. Okay,
0: I wasn't was gonna shoot before, but numbers, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> and she just shoots him not with bullets with rock saw which fuck that's gotta hurt
2: right up in the shoulder too and I like how Bruce Willis's character he's getting a sc- like he's getting old the old Bruce Willis sees it like you you see him hold his shirt down you can see the I do like that
0: yeah so uh, we yeah so we find out what those numbers are so the numbers are they, re- they represent both a birth date and a hospital code mm-hmm. both of which belong to her son
1: what? So, what are the
0: odds of that? <laughs> actually, actually pretty actually pretty solid. <laughs> if, if you think about it. So yeah, what? there were three kids born on that day in uh, on the, on that date in that yeah. hospital. So uh, well, what
2: are the, what are the odds that he was oh, previously he, with he yeah. At,
0: yeah, he ends up at the right one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, so like basically, what old Joe is doing is he figured out who what kids were born that day. He's going to go and find them and take them out, and like quite literally, like there's like, there's a scene where we literally see him shoot shoot a child in the face. We don't yeah, see, but then we don't, you, we don't see the child get shot because that you just I mean, hear it'd be, it. Yeah, would I mean, be a little too far, but still like
1: you murdered
0: a child.
2: You hear it, but then you also see him wrestling with that and breaking down after. Like, I mean, he didn't want to do that. Obviously, there is a human. There is a human. A humanistic, especially
0: because quality he, of him. Especially because he knows, like, two of these three are not going to be the rainmaker.
2: Yeah, so he knows that sixty-six percent of this is not. He,
0: you know, he that,
2: has to kill two. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, he knows like two of these. Two of these kids, he's going to kill for nothing.
2: No, but my my thing was, what is the odds that first off he landed the right one, and two he had some kind of romantic fling with another one.
0: Hell yeah. What are,
2: with Piper Paraboo's character, yeah. All oh, right, yeah. What are the odds? Yeah.
0: What are the What are the odds of this shit? Yeah. So, uh, basically, explains to so yeah, Young just tells Sarah that he's going to stay. Wait for wait for him to show up, and when he does, he's going to kill him. And. We also get our first major scene with uh, her son Sid. Now I want to make sure I got this, this actor's name right? Uh, Sid played by Noah Segan. I want to get this right for because this kid is fucking awesome in this movie.
2: Yeah. really? It really is?
0: like he like again, child actors are, can be very hit or miss, as we've seen in a lot of movies before. But this one, I think, just strikes that right blend of feeling naturalistic. He doesn't feel too. He doesn't feel too cute. Doesn't feel too precocious. He feels like the right amount of, you know, slightly advanced, slightly off kid. Natural, natural so natural. Like it doesn't doesn't feel like he's acting. He just feels like you know, it's like he just put him. just like put him. Put a camera somewhere in the room, and his hat and his hat, and like do his thing. Yeah. Especially when you get like to late, when, like, I like, guess the lowest guys to go to like later in the movie, are just so impressive for an actor of of this age. I, I honestly think he is one of the most underrated child perform child performers, child performers of the last like twenty years. I honestly think he is one of the best of the decade, but no one talks you, about him.
2: Do you uh, think it's like shades of bright burn there with him at, near
1: the end? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit, which we'll get to.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, I also do like that, that Joe is very. Honest with the kid, just like do you kill people? Like, yeah, bad people. Some sometimes. Uh, like the two of them have a very like a very good connection. Like he, like, this kid is very. He has like great scenes with everybody. Yeah, he, he has to talked to in the movie.
2: But you could tell that the kid's definitely ahead of his age. Yeah.
0: One of the kids like like you know like he's like, a, a advanced in that yeah. way. But yeah, like again, I ca- I cannot sing this kid's praises enough, especially because no. Especially because yeah. like, you know we we didn't really again, child actors are just like a hard thing to crack. But the fact that they can get this so right, I think it's I think it's incredibly impressive. Yeah. Uh, they build uh, they it builds like commu- communicators like like frog.
2: Yeah, they croak like so. If they're in need of one another, or they're in need, There's danger or something going on. They'll croak the frog.
0: Yeah, and we see that you know like their like, the two their relationship is a little strained mostly because. Uh, the uh Sid doesn't believe Sarah's his mom because uh she got pregnant young, left him left him with uh her sister. His her sister, his her aunt. Si- her yep. sister died. And so yeah, and so she had to come so he had to come back. She had to come back and yeah. raise the boy.
2: But she's but she's wrestling with the fact that she abandoned him too though, you know what I mean? So she definitely is carrying that with her.
0: Yeah, we also get that this kid is like not like mentally like Mentally not there, and she's like not equipped for it. At least that's what the movie leads you to believe. That's actually, that's actually not true, which we find yeah. out later. Uh, but yeah, the, the, again, their two of their scenes are actually like really the two of their scenes together are actually really good. Uh, meanwhile, old Joe is tracking down his next kid, and then he, like like he said, just so happens to be the son of his like shipper girlfriend. What?
2: I mean, yeah, Piper Paraboo, man, yeah, uh,
0: Coyote Ugly Zone, <laughs> man. Cheer <Piper, laughs> Do by doesn't sound Piper Paraboo. <laughs>
2: yeah dude that's crazy what
0: are the odds
2: i mean what are the odds that you actually had a romantic relationship with this chick it's crazy
0: yeah so uh one of abe's men show uh shows up to the farm to do like a little search through of the place jesse jesse yeah uh (laughs) i do like that the kid like comes and help him helps him escape
2: yeah, so you definitely tell there's definitely a bond between the two characters.
0: Exactly. Again, the two, the two of them have like this that's, like really great rapport. Like we're like, yeah, and you know, the, again, the Kid kids is like both these tunnels will like stay here until like he leaves the house and we'll be all good. And that's yeah, that's, that's kind of the sign of uh, Sarah starting to tr- starting to trust Joe a little more. So much so that she used the emergency beacon for you know, a little personal a call. emergency. Yeah.
2: Because she was gonna, she was going to do it by herself, and then she looked over and saw the frog. She's like,
0: "Huh? Yeah, so like, eh, why not?" She's it's cute. not as fun. He's cute. <laughs> <laughs> I got wood. I got wood that won't quit, Joe. <laughs> uh, we also learned that Sarah is a TK. Yeah, one of the ten percent. What? Yeah, one of the ten percent. Feels more common than ten percent, but okay.
2: <laughs> when we saw two of the characters now have it, so it's like yeah. Well, yeah I,
0: I guess I guess that's I guess that's not really out of the ordinary. I don't know. Yeah, so and that's where like Sarah starts to, starts to like realize the truth because like she sees the pictures of the two guys that they're being looked for, and she's like, it's your like it's your it's you. Yeah. And he's like, why did you tell? Like, why did you tell me? And then, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Like, you you wouldn't reveal that like because you know. Someone's coming to kill your son. Who is it? The older me. Pop!
2: Yeah, I said, well, then I can just stop it now.
0: Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so she realized, like, Joe was telling the truth. was like, yeah, you know what? I know that it's you, but I know you're telling the truth when you say you're going to kill him. And so, yeah, that's, that's kind of like the sign of them starting to, starting, to, starting to trust, her trying to trust him. But Jesse was not fooled because he comes back the next day.
2: Yeah, he's like, "Oh, you got rid of me today, but I'm coming back, <laughs> coming tomorrow. back tomorrow."
0: Surprise, bitch! <laughs> uh, um, she, uh, Jesse sees Sid. He falls down the stairs, but uh, you think that you think that Sarah's uh, running to te- check on Sid, but she's actually running to check on Joe because uh, remember we said that Sid was a special child. Well, he's special in the fact that he is not. Not only is he a TK. He's like a TK turn up to 11.
2: He has Brightburn, man. I'm telling you.
0: Yeah. Uh, you, think, you think floating a quarter is some cool shit. This guy can explode people. Yeah. And
2: while having everything levitate in the air, it's pretty, uh, pretty special stuff that he can do.
0: Yeah. So because it's already happened, old Joe now knows that this kid is going to grow to be the Rainmaker. Yep. and when you realize the reason he was able to take over all the all the gang syndicates is because he is the most powerful TK in existence. Yep. To which now even Young Joe is starting to question like, shit, should I kill this kid? Because once you learn to control this, we're all fucked.
2: And and you can tell just because how powerful he is.
0: Yeah, but Sarah's like, like, but like you all say like that's the reason why they live in this like so secluded life because you know they want Sid to can, he wants to help Sid. She wants to help Sid learn to control this. Yeah. And basically, the, and yeah. use it for yeah. she wants to be Sid's moral compass is is, is is the thing.
2: Basically like uh uh Martha Kent and Man of Steel. Basically, yeah. Ha- having him like wrestle with his, his gift that his gift that he got, but also kind of teaching him how to use it and how to, how to suppress and how to you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, that, that, that's not the, right, the right thing about Noah Segan is that the fact that like he has to be like you know it's a cute like inventive little kid but also like convincingly being able to murder you yeah and he and he does that like anytime he goes psycho it's like it's kind of terrifying
2: it's like oh my god what if he didn't fall everything'd be okay
0: <laughs> yeah but he decides to you know not waste the can right there and then uh, but Abe Syndicate has old Joe, but because because Kid Blue sucks, he ends up getting the whole gang killed.
2: Yeah, because he's such a fuck up.
0: In a scene which Bruce Willis kicks so much ass. Oh yeah. Like probably the most ass he's kicked in a very long time.
2: Yeah, he goes like Neo on these guys. He really does.
0: Uh, so he he wipes every he wipes everyone out, ironically except Kid Blue, maybe the most useless kid, maybe the most useless member of the gang.
2: Well, that's probably why, because I mean, he's pretty much harmless.
0: Yeah. So, uh, old old Joe uh, heads out to the farm, and he's just like, you know, I know this kid could be dangerous, but you're not. Like, I'm not gonna let you kill him. And there's the, this is basically their last standoff. where are just like, shit. All right. <laughs> I'm to reason with you, but yeah. Now, <laughs> but now, but now we're we we just had to fight. Too bad. It's too bad. Uh, his his right hand is the is like the worst, the worst when it comes to shooting people.
2: Yeah. Stormtrooper esque.
0: <laughs> yeah, stormtrooper esque. Not only can he not hit the broadside of a barn, but he manages to get like faked out by a cloud of dust. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Joe manages to kill Kid Blue. Uh, meanwhile, Sarah and Sid head out. Uh, they're tra- They're trying to run away, but. Uh, they see old Joe in the middle of the road, and the kid triggers a car crash. Really good car crash, by the way. Yeah, I do. Love, I, I mean, do love a good just, truck
2: flip in a movie. Just, de- but he's definitely just like telling Sarah's character to not, because uh, he can shoot. But my thing is, if you if you hit him, like there's, but he just can't control his uh, emotions. Like he's just too like yeah.
0: And but like then like, what? Well, your heart dropped because. Like Joe shoots and you see like the kid like move like, he's like 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 his face just like jacked to the, just, like jerk to the right yeah and, and you're like oh my god did they just show a kid get shot in the face it did it like grazed his cheek yeah but then like he starts to, like flip out again and his mom is but his, before the, he goes apeshit his mom is able to just like calm him down. yeah i I really love again i i I cannot say enough how much i love noticing like the way he goes like anger just like being like really sad about it like the the way he just goes like a little crying faces such an adorable little future psycho
2: well uh, yeah especially with emily blunt you know sarah's character says mommy loves you and like just basically being there trying to just
0: calm down your your your
2: child who's like really just wrestling with so much you know emotions
0: yeah, so uh, Sid is running away. Sarah is standing there to protect him, and that's when Joe starts to realize something. You see, earlier in the movie, we they said that Rayma- no one knows who Raymaker is or really how he got started. Uh, but there's a story about how like he potentially got his mom got essentially uh, watched his mom get shot, and that's when he realizes that oh shit, I am literally in this kid this, the Raymaker's origin story. Yeah, like the whole thing's gonna play out that he's gonna shoot his mom, the kid's gonna run away, he's gonna grow up angry, and that's why he's gonna become the rainmaker.
1: And he
2: realizes he himself has the power to change everything.
0: Yeah, and he takes his uh, he takes his blunderbuss, turns it on himself, and then he just, he kills himself. Yep. Right there and then, so old Joe disappears. Yeah, and so
2: obviously Sid doesn't grow up in that another abandonment and 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 resentment. He
0: he has the ability to grow up uh, as, you know, more, a more care, a more caring child or like, you know, he's, he's growing up, you know, with the love of a mother, which is something that the Rainmaker is, is is, speculates never have. Yeah. So then technically that would make him not the Rainmaker. Yeah. So he, he he goes up to see, she goes to see old uh, Joe's body one more time. And yeah, that's the end of the movie. Now, uh, people I t- uh, talked about again this is something that crossed my mind the first time I watched how you know if Joe was gonna kill himself wouldn't they wouldn't did none of the have happened? wouldn't they would what would they even be out in the field with the kid have a bullet wound but here here's my here's my basic understanding of it this is some this is something that I've actually I, d- I did not think I'd actually do a fascination with you know like string string theory and you know call like causality stuff like that and then this this to me is is a example of a uh it's a it's a temporal causal it's called a temporal causality loop. Basically what it what basically the Rainmaker's origin story was uh old Joe went back went back in time, inadvertently created the Rainmaker, then the Rainmaker sent Joe back so he can be created. K- kinda of like kinda of like in the Terminator. The ter- yeah. like the, like the Terminator was sent like Terminator was sent back, so Kalari was sent back so that way he can he can, you know, conceive John Connor. Uh so that way John Connor can go can go back and the Terminator can get sent back to stop him. Not knowing that if Skynet kind of never said anything back, John Connor never been created in the first place. So here's the thing: this this whole this whole thing is it like it's like a looper. It's a circle. This whole, this whole thing just keeps it's just keeps going and going. The yeah. only it only changed. It on, the only it only went a different direction when Joe decided to break the loop. When he decided yeah. to take you know make a, make a different decision, do something different and then just like break the chain so that none of the events that could, that were going to transpire in the future hap- happened at all, potentially happened at all. Yeah. So yeah, that's my take on looper Russell. Uh, final thoughts on looper.
2: Yeah. just, I mean, it again, 10 years, uh, out of having to see this and I'm just an enjoyable film. Um, it definitely gets you to think, uh, that's the other thing I noticed about this movie. Um, I remember being confused, uh, 10 years ago. um, but it, it, when you it's one of those ones you have to sit down and you have to let it stew after you watch. You know what I mean? Let it marinate, let, let it think about it for a little bit. And it, it does kind of make sense once you do that. You know what I mean? I think it's, it definitely requires a couple different showings, I, I think, to, to fully grasp, you know what I mean, to fully get it. But uh, overall, great performances from, obviously, jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, Bruce Willis really comes in and actually cares. Emily Blunt's fantastic. Um yeah, and Ryan Johnson just directs a really good film. Um, I just, I overall it just, it, it, it's paced fine. Everything is, it's just, it's just long enough, and I just everything comes together in it. I
0: think it's just a, a really good film. Yeah, no, uh, I agree. I think that this is, movie is fantastic. I think it definitely holds up. I think it's also impeccably paced. Like, I think it's like the perfect length and the perfect. Yeah. I think it's like, like paced perfectly. Like I said, uh, fantastic performances. I also do love like the idea, just like the the way. The concept of time travel is executed here, because we yeah. don't see like a lot of a lot of it done like this in a movie, where like you know he's like subverting so many things and like trying so many new concepts, or trying like so many things on its head. Like like he tends to do with everything he does. Uh, I think Ryan is a brilliant filmmaker. And Like I said, like if if you think about it, like you can pick a time travel apart, but that's kind of it's kind of the point to where like you know it makes sense in the concept is going forward. like the, the whole like temporal causality loop which is like a big part of this um, but like the movie is so good that like you almost it, like again all movies have plot holes I think the I think the defining characteristic of is of, of it is can a movie make you forget can it make you forget if something is not quite right or a little off or something doesn't make sense like in the, in the moment and I think if, if your movie is good people will give you those paths I think this is a perfect example of that Oh
1: yeah,
2: I mean do we watch Home Alone every Christmas? Yeah. Yes. I mean again, if, if the movie can make you forget that then it's it's a good film.
0: Absolutely. I think this, this this does that. It makes you forget about all like, you know, some little paradoxes or some little like things that are off uh with 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 the movie that it just yeah, it it just works on all, on so many, I think on every level. It was, one, it was one of my favorites the year it came out and uh yeah, still stands up for still stands stands to me as one of the best in the 2012.
2: Yeah, I uh, don't know what I had for that year, but I don't think I didn't have that. Um, man, uh, let's see what I had for 2012. 2012, 2012 was, I had, it I had really, Skyfall.
0: It's a really good year for movies. I had Skyfall for my 2012. That was, that's, a great, that's a great movie, too. That was definitely my top ten.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, but, yeah, it's going to do it for us here. Uh, Russell, are going to get our plugs before we head out?
2: Yeah, you guys can find us, Notorious By Chance, the Facebook group. Uh, we have a good little dandy uh, this coming week for a poll. Um, you. you guys can also find us uh, Notorious by Chance at YouTube Yeah,
0: find my Twitter and Instagram at ChanceWars underscore 91 check out the Mishmo Modown our uh, new season, season 9 reboot is going to be premiering uh, this coming March, I'm very excited to get back in the ring and uh, yeah, it's going to do it for us here, thank you for listening and we'll see you next week uh, for a, a fun little, uh, fun little detour, another filmmaker driven week you're welcome <laughs> thank you <laughs> Uh, thanks for listening. We will see you next time.